Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. When you do some maintenance, recorded, kind of like if you took your car to get the oil changed, and you pulled into the oil change place, and you said, "Could you check the viscosity on my oil and see if it needs to be changed?" American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. doing this is hash this is health talk and i've been noticing so much stuff especially now that uh whole foods bought into the uh monsanto fix to kill the uh vermont labeling bill that was supposed gmo labeling bill that was supposed to go into effect on uh, july 1st that ain't gonna happen i'll tell you man these guys have so Whole Foods has so many names, whole frauds, whole paycheck. But the latest one that's really applicable is whole Monsanto. But I, 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 I mean, that's something else to get into. But you know, there's a question I want to ask: Are you in control, or are you being controlled? It's an interesting question, and it is very relevant in today's day and age because modern food science, processed food and chemical medicine industries, they all thrive on one theory. If something doesn't make you sick or kill you within 24 hours, then it's safe. Now, I know that's not true, and I'm sure you know that's not true, but if you eat some fast food and you get really sick 48 hours later from food poisoning or E. coli or salmonella or artificial hormone overloads, you know, you can't sue anybody. You can't sue a company. You can't sue a corporation. You can't sue the government. You can't sue who's ever responsible for controlling and manufacturing or regulating the safety of the production of what made you sick because the direct correlation between foodborne and chemical medicine-borne disease and disorder seems to only boil down to whether or not your insurance covers the catastrophe. So now with the vaccine manufacturers 
having their own court of law with their own judges, it's virtually impossible to sue for vaccine injuries and win. And with Monsanto having the biggest wallet in the world for paying off attorneys to bury you in court, most farmers whose organic farms get contaminated with GFOs or who become deathly sick from spreading Roundup around or walking through their infected, confined animal feeding operations, they can't do squat to get redemption or compensation or even their lives and their farms back to normal. So what's happening is that the genetically modified organisms are taking over the earth slowly and methodically. DNA from insects invades food. DNA from bacteria and fungi are used to destroy bugs and weeds and also destroy human health and all the nutrients in conventional foods. So if you don't know this by now and you consume GMOs regularly, you're probably developing cancer cells right now and pesticides in your gut and possibly tumors to try to contain it all. Contain it all. So what do you do? You go under the knife to cut out some bad blood. That could be your worst option. And then you get doses of toxic Nazi-derived chemotherapy and dangerous radiation to make things worse. Basically, you need to make a choice. You can either stick with that that's going to kill you early and make you sick, or you can turn to organic fruits, organic vegetables, spring water to survive and thrive. You need organic vitamins and minerals for healing and vitality and immunity. So if you can't win in court, you can win in every store and every farmer's market that you go to. Only if you buy only organic food and do not become a statistic in the next 24 hours or the next week or the next month or the next year or the next decade, or the next century. Basically, you have complete control. So according to the corporate sponsor, sponsored hooker scientists, anything that doesn't kill you within seconds is automatically presumed to be safe. All the long-term implications of the chemical or technology are swept under the rug and ignored. The corporations rely on the government regulators until the cover-up becomes policy. At that point, both government and industry become active collaborators in the mass poisoning of the human race. So, If you're still on a meat diet, you should know that most conventional red meat is bleached or ammonia treated to kill the E. coli and then dyed back to the pink color, like with hamburger and steak, to make it look attractive on the shelf. That's because 
you are led to believe that the meat just shows up magically without all the horrific processing and inhumane living quarters. Usually they have a picture over the meat section of some happy cows wandering in the pasture, waiting to help out with the human's milk and meat consumption problem. But in actuality, it's GMOs on top of GMOs because these are the cows that are fed genetically modified cornmeal and genetically modified alfalfa. And that's just for openers. So what do the corporate farms do to their conventional meat and milk and eggs to kill the bacteria, the viruses, and the superbugs so you don't get sick in 24 hours or less after consumption? It's easy. They treat it with chemicals. It's easy. They don't get sued, and it doesn't matter if you die of cancer later because they won't be able to prove it. Corporations know that, that if you can't make a direct correlation to the toxins in their foods and processing methods, you ain't never going to win in court. So they don't care. They don't care about human health or sustainability. They don't care about the soil or the future of agriculture. All the corporations care about is the bottom line profit. Besides, they can always go bankrupt if they have to, and then they get bailed out by the government, and they open up under some new LLC name. So you want to put out a welcome mat to fast food and early death in America? I hope not, man. You just got to say no. So then what do we do? Are we, are we so brain damaged that... We're clueless. I mean, look, not only does the FDA refuse to test food toxins for safety, but they never test them in combination to find out how they can be damaging your ability to think. You got a medical doctor. The guy goes to school for eight years to study how different prescription meds can or cannot be combined due to the dangers of blood toxicity or brain damage. But they never study food chemicals. They don't even study how food chemicals affect prescription drug chemicals. I mean, you talk about, about the night of the living dead. I mean, these people are amazing. Okay, so some food chemicals are more dangerous than the chemicals that are found in the medications and the vaccines. You got aspartame, you got monosodium glutamate. They're both genetically modified neurotoxins and they should be classified as narcotics, but they're not. Even though they cause brain fog and headaches and anxiety and depression, but the doctors, they don't even mention them when they prescribe the dangerous SSRIs for anxiety and depression. So what happens when all of these toxins are consumed at the same time? I mean, think about it. 
plenty of people take depression or anxiety meds. They drink diet sodas. They chew sugar-free gum. Then they eat conventional soups and chips and Chinese foods that are loaded with excitotoxins, which is nothing more than a formula for health detriments, brain damage, and serious side effects. And don't even get me started about sodium fluoride in the tap water, which lowers the IQ and the ability to engage in any kind of cognitive considerations about toxic food and toxic meds. And this is another thing that Hitler did. He put fluoride in the water for the Jews to drink so they would be weak and couldn't rebel. Seriously. And that's the same chemical that is put in your drinking water today, and it lowers the IQ, which has been proven in long-term research studies. So the American core curriculum in public schools have all but eliminated critical thinking skills. They have eliminated any discussions and essays, and they replaced all the testing with multiple choice, easy to grade, dumbed down learning. Most schools will teach rote memorization of distorted facts about history, about the economy, and even Western food and medicine. The schools serve breakfasts and lunches are 95% GMO processed toxic foods. The CDC's mass inoculation scheme demands that all kids be injected with brain damaging neurotoxins. In other words, 49 shots by the time they're six over and over and over. And now, one in 68 kids has autism. So what happens when you combine school food, toxic vaccines, flu shots, fluoride-loaded top water, and dangerous chemical-based prescription drugs? Well, they say that nobody knows, but if you look at all our politicians, I think you can figure it out. And even though it's never been tested, and it probably will never be, What's the solution? How do we get back our brains and our kids' brains? Basically, we have to filter all the toxins from our daily lives. That's, that's what you have to do. Just, for the, just years ago in Hawaii, maybe seven, eight years ago, there was a bill that was introduced that said that vegetarian or vegan meals shall be offered in the public schools. thought it was a great bill. Two entities opposed it, the Department of Health and the Department of Education. They opposed it. When the word shall was changed to the word should, they voted for it and, and, and said, yes, this is a good bill. Why? Because should mean they had a choice. So in seven years, since the bill was passed, no vegetarian, no vegan meals offered in any of the schools in Hawaii. So there's a hit list out there. And you need to know the hit list. You need to filter out 
now while you can still comprehend the difference between food and poison. Now, you have fluoride in the water supply. Okay, you know, it, it, you got, there, there's, God, I wish I could remember the name of that. There's a filter out there that I just heard about this morning. I can't remember the name of it that filters out not only fluoride, but all the pharmaceuticals that are being dumped into the water supply. So fluoride is bad, and basically it's in every city in the United States. And if when I, when I can think of it, probably won't be till next week, I'll let you know the name of the filter. Then, of course, there's MSG, which you should never eat because it's a neurotoxic, a brain damaging, genetically modified and concentrated spicy salt substitute. And what it does is causes brain damage in little kids and migraine headaches in children, teens, and adults. Then you have aspartame, sucralose, sorbitol, Saccharin, acesulfame, potassium. What? The, what is this crap? It's nothing more than synthetic irritable bowel syndrome causing neurotoxical artificial sweeteners designed to make you fat and sick. Then there's diacetyl. It's diacetyl is synthetic artificial butter flavoring that's used in microwave popcorn. Guess what? It crosses the blood-brain barrier, and it causes it causes um, uh, clumping that's associated with Alzheimer's. So you may not see the word diacetyl, but look for artificial butter flavor and stay away from it. Okay, aluminum. We know that there's pots and pans and antacids and vaccines and flu shots and tap water and baking powder and deodorants and antiperspirants, and most of the food imported from China, whether organic or not, contains aluminum. And what does it cause? Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, other dementia disorders. And of course, aluminum fluoride is the compound that's found in the brains of the Alzheimer's patients. Then there's mercury. Mercury is disguised as thimerosal. Because nobody says, oh, I wonder what thimerosal is. It's mercury. So mercury, aluminum, formaldehyde, MSG, they're found in vaccines and they're found in flu shots. And, of course, the genetically modified foods, they contain the pesticides and herbicides that damage the brain as well. And then, of course, the SSRIs, the selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, which are dangerous, experimental, untested drugs that block and disrupt your serotonin production and attempt to control it unnaturally. So what they do, what these drugs do, they give you unnatural thoughts like homicide and suicide. And eventually, those acts actually prevail. 
then of course you got to watch out the toxins in the common candies and the air fresheners and the antibacterial sprays and the flea killing carpet bombs and the toxins when you first get into a hot vehicle. So the good news is, is it really good news, he says with a straight face, is that you can reverse most kinds of damage and improve your brain function and sharpen your memory if you stop consuming toxins and start eating things that will benefit your body. First and foremost is organic sulfur. It detoxes everything from your body. Then there's maca, then there's mucuna, then there's medical mushrooms, then there's shaga and goji berries and organic raw seeds and nuts and hemp seed oil. I mean, it goes on and on. So you got to remember, you are what you eat. So if you eat junk food all the time, you're going to be junk. You're going to have a junk brain. You're going to have brain fog. You'll be confused. You'll be depressed. You'll be an anxiety. So the best thing to do is eat organics and superfoods and clean foods. And then perhaps you will experience organic thinking and have super brain power and clean thoughts that will help you reach your goals and experience some of your life's dreams. you got billions of brain cells and enzymes that are waiting for you to flip the switch. Whether you flip the switch or not, I, I don't know. I don't know. I do know that it's bad enough to be sick and miserable and missing out on life and activities and work and school or even worse, vacation. But to be sick and then to take medicine that either doesn't work or makes matters worse, isn't that kind of like pouring salt on the wound? But that's exactly what most of us do day in and day out, thinking that what we're doing is best for us or our kids, or worse, our little babies. Even pregnant women are advised by medical doctors to take the wrong medications. And who would second-guess someone who's been to eight years of medical school? Actually, you should. That's who. Why? Because the medical doctor absolutely knows squat about nutrition. Why? Because they're trained to push and juggle chemical medications that cover up symptoms to bring their patients back for more regular checkups and follow-up visits that not only cost you your money and time, but cost you your health. Then you got the mass media that pushes all those same toxic meds, that addresses only the symptoms of sickness, it disguises the root problems and creates total health nightmares. Nearly every ad on TV, in popular magazines, in the newspapers, is for some corporate propaganda that pushes lab-made chemicals that should never be swallowed, never rubbed on the skin, 
never injected with a needle into you or your little kid's muscle tissue. So you want to do something that's taking a walk on the wild side? Go ask a naturopath about seven meds that don't work, and you'll probably hear the same advice. That is that Western medicine is one big fraud and has been for 100 years. The AMA, the American Moron Association, the CDC, the Centers for Deceit Control and Procrastination, the FDA, the Fraud and Drug Administration, and the ADA, the American Dimwit Association, are run like capitalistic businesses. They're in it for the money at the expense of their patient's health. So the question is, how long have you been a customer of the sick care industry? So I'm going to give you a list of meds. And you should cross-check your meds against the list of the most popular, bogus, chemical concoctions never meant to enter the human body, okay? Over-the-counter prescription antihistamines, the flu shot containing 25,000 times more mercury than is legally allowed in drinking water, all immunizations containing the known carcinogens that cause allergies and cancer, the blood thinners, the SSRIs, the chemotherapy, which causes new cancers to develop and cripples immunity, and antibiotics that kill all bacteria, good and bad, crippling immunity in their process. So right now you're probably thinking, What's wrong with antihistamines? Because for a few hours after you take them, you feel a little better. But here's what happens. The antihistamines shrink your membranes, retracting some of that mucus in your sinus cavities, in your throat, behind your eyes, and even shrinking the glands that produce it. That's why you feel a little better because that sinus headache dissipates, and some of the pressure is relieved. Plus, you can breathe better for about three to four hours. Then the shit hits the fat. Because your body produces mucus to push out the problem, which could be allergens, bacteria, viruses, whatever. So, what you're doing by taking an antihistamine is almost ensuring that you will get a sinus infection or later, when it moves to your chest, a bronchial infection. Why? Because you are suppressing the body's natural detoxification method and keeping it in the germs that the mucus might have carried out. Oops, my goodness. 
And the doctors love prescribing antihistamines. And the strong ones, too, because it nearly guarantees you'll be back with bigger problems. That gives more money for them to pay their bills for their three-story homes, their luxury vehicles, their swimming pools, and their yachts. Then there's the dreaded blood thinners. And since two out of every three Americans just can't seem to stop eating sausage and steak and hot dogs and margarine, why would seem to be the only trade-off? Well, rat poison. Coumadin and warfarin are dangerous drugs that cause people to bleed to death from basic little cuts and bruises. And those blood thinners weaken the blood vessels and the cell, and they absolutely kill rats in clinical trials. Then your moronic doctor tells everyone that they prescribe them to not eat greens. You want a simple solution that's natural? Okay. Take 1,000 milligrams of vitamin C daily. That's going to coat the red blood cells and prevent them from breaking or bleeding. Vitamin E, about 400 I use daily, um, which coats the red blood cells, prevents them from breaking or bleeding. Oh, I'm sorry. That's vitamin E, uh, vitamin C. The vitamin E coats the red blood cells and binds collagen in the blood vessels, which prevents strokes and bleeding. Do you think a doctor in his right mind would ever recommend those? They would probably lose their licenses by not dishing out chemical poisons. And for the SSRIs, the worst thing that someone is suffering from depression or anxiety can do is to, pull, is to block their production of serotonin and attempt to regulate its redistribution with chemicals. There's a guy, Professor David Healy, who's the head of psychiatry at a hospital in the UK. He says that the entire premise behind SSRIs and how they work is based on a myth. And he warns that those drugs which just so happen to promote suicidal and homicidal tendencies, have never been scientifically shown to balance anything in the brain whatsoever. So where, where is correcting chemical balances? It was all just some marketing ploy to the, instead of laboratory testing or science-based research is basically just false hope, chemical placebo bullshit. If you're lucky, you want some real natural remedies for depression? Try switching to dark organic chocolate or St. John's wort. I mean, it's nature gives you what you need. So your bottom line is if you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, look for the natural remedies. And avoid the seven medicines that don't work and would lead you on a path of death and destruction. Do you understand that? 
So here we're talking about foods and we're talking about drugs and we're talking about chemicals. And it's frustrating, really, to think of the big picture sometimes and the destructive elements of the world that we seem to have no control over and can't change. But what if you found out that you could have complete control over those forces? Would you begin immediately to exercise that capability? I mean, it's a, it's a simple solution, but people underestimate it every day and basically every hour of every day. But it's really a, a really beautiful thing to empower yourself while changing the world for the better. And it's actually the smartest move you can make. So instead of giving away what you need to survive in order to help others, you can hold on to what you need and help others. So the secret is no secret. All the control lives in the power of a single dollar bill. And that power is exerted over and over and over and over and over. Most people spend at least a dollar every hour of their lives, even if they don't pull that dollar directly out of their wallet or their bag or with their hands. We purchase everything from coffee and pet treats to chewing gum or a piece of fruit. We'll run to the store on a moment's notice just to buy a mini pack of aspirin or a bottle of water at the gas station. There is never a moment spent thinking about who made the product, what's really in the product, and what is it doing to our health and our environment from the ingredients that package contains, or from the factory pollution to the agriculture pesticides that are used to create it. We have the solution to every health and environmental problem between our finger and thumb, and it's called a dollar bill. Everything you purchase either contributes to bad health and pollution or good health and sustainability. And it's you that makes the choice. I make the choice. You make the choice. We all make the choice. Every single corporation in the world would go bankrupt within days if everyone boycotted their products and instantly stop spending money on them. That's short and sweet. What do you think would happen if everybody who shops at Whole Foods was fed up with their hypocrisy and their lies and never shopped there again? Think about it. So another way we all control our destiny 
and the future of our planet is either with our support or non-support of the regulatory agencies in the U.S. and the people who run them. Your vote on the city, the state, the national levels can change who is appointed and elected to those controlling positions and how that would make a huge difference in legislation that affects agriculture and medicine. So if we start second-guessing on how we spend every single dollar, whether by cash or credit, and who we're giving our money to, and do they really care about us or our family or the environment or the future of the planet, there's one thing for sure. There are seven corporations, organizations, and foundations that are doing the most insane, massive, chronic damage to this planet planet, and to all those that live here. And they must be stopped. And who would those people be? Who would those organizations be? Could it be Monsanto? Could it be Bayer? Could it be the Environmental Pollution Agency, the EPA? Could it be the Fraud and Drug Administration, the FDA? Could it be the Centers for Deceit Control and Procrastination, the CDC? Could it be the Sloan Foundation? Could it be the Rockefeller Foundation? You take a look at all the government agencies, the EPA, the FDA, the CDC, They are all run by former Monsanto executives. Do you understand? I'm not making this crap up. It's a reality. It's time to start paying attention to every piece of food that you buy and make sure it's not genetically modified. You've got to look for the non-GMO or the USDA certified organic label on everything. You can buy from local farmers. You can grow your own food to accomplish this. But you have to be aware and beware of all the medications that you buy, whether prescriptions or over-the-counter. Bayer is a pharmaceutical giant with Nazi origins. So look for holistic natural remedies. There's something natural that cures everything under the sun. So you're really going to trust the EPA, the EPA that allows shockingly high amounts of lead and glyphosate in our drinking water? They don't care about your health. They don't care about the environment. And as far as voting for politicians, If you can find a politician who says they want to clean up this regulatory agency and they want to vote for those who care about the environment on state, regional, local levels, you're going to be lucky. But that's who you got to vote for. And you got to realize that the FDA wants you sick and dying a slow, expensive death. Otherwise, they wouldn't approve all those toxic meds with the side effects that are worse than the conditions supposedly being treated. 
You have to understand that the CDC pushes propaganda to scare people into getting useless and harmful vaccinations that have known carcinogenic ingredients like mercury that causes autism, formaldehyde, which is an embalming fluid for the dead, MSG that causes brain damage in infants, and aluminum that causes dementia. You need to know that the Sloan Foundation, founded by Alfred Sloan, the industrialist and head of General Motors, who admired Hitler and sold him military equipment during World War II, believes in ethnic cleansing or genocide and invests millions in cancer centers that do not cure cancer, but rather add to the health detriment of thousands of Americans. And this, this Sloan Foundation, this evil foundation, propagates films that supports population control through eugenics. And in case you don't know what eugenics means, it's population reduction. So be leery of the cancer centers founded and supported by money from the U.S. traders like Sloan, including the, the Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center. It's all a scam. And then, of course, another Nazi supporter was John D. Rockefeller and his foundation that funded the, the Nazi racial studies even after it was clear the research was being used as propaganda to demonize the Jews. I mean, Rockefeller invested millions to help drive the Nazi war machine and in return was able to build up U.S. chemical, pharmaceutical, and petrochemical industries that manufacture many of the toxic meds prescribed to Americans today and many of the toxic personal care products made from industrial byproducts that cause cancer and other preventable diseases and disorders. You know, years ago, the farmers used to shovel shit, and that used to be their fertilizer. Manure used to be the fertilizer. Everything was good. Everybody got sulfur. The manure was rich in sulfur. Nobody got sick. Everything was good. Everything was sweet. Then the Rockefellers said, hey, you know, we might be able to help you guys. You're spending your life shoveling doo-doo. So we came up with a petrochemical fertilizer that you don't have to shovel doo-doo anymore. You can take it. You can spray this in your fields, and that'll eliminate your shoveling doo-doo time, and you'll spray your field in half the time, which allows you to print to plant more crops and make more money. And the farmer said, whoa, baby. I'm I'm in for that. I'll 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 do that. Oh yeah, yeah. Give me give me them petrochemical fertilizers. But what the Rockefellers didn't tell anybody was that the petrochemical fertilizers killed all the sulfur in the soil. So then people got sick. They started getting sick, and then the Rockefellers that were also involved in pharmaceuticals said, "Oh, everybody's getting sick. Hey, we got drugs for you guys." So not only did they make a fortune with the petrochemical fertilizers, which made people sick, but now they got pharmaceuticals that they're selling, which are making people sicker and not even helping them get well. 
So you see, it's all about money. What do you do? Where do you go? Who do you turn to? The vaccine pushers in the medicine circles and the big pharmaceutical industry have gone out of the way to hide from the consumers the dangers associated with vaccines. I mean, it's, it, can, it, it never ends. It never ends. Look, just as the flu season was beginning that year that the media and the Centers for Deceit Control and Procrastination had already been ramping up the propaganda about how important it was to get the flu vaccine, and despite the fact that the shot itself had been deemed extremely toxic and ineffective and very unsafe, did you ever know about that? Did you know that the two 2013 and 2014 flu vaccines contained dangerous levels of mercury and that the vaccine contains 25,000 times more mercury than the safety limit for drinking water, which I already said earlier. It's amazing that infant and child deaths from flu were actually on the decline until 2003 when the pediatric flu shot was introduced even though no one from the CDC or the mainstream media, which is beholden to the advertising dollars of the pharmaceutical industry, had the decency to report that. And after the child flu vaccine was introduced, the pediatric death rate, not so coincidentally, rose dramatically so that parents became educated about flu vaccine before subjecting their kids to them. But perhaps some of the most important advice that was given out is that our bodies are intelligently designed to combat hundreds of flu viruses in circulation. And most of the immune systems are very well equipped to prevent colds and flus and cancer. And even if you're stricken by the flu, you can still recover. So with that said, some of the facts about flu vaccines that the big pharma and the medical community don't want you to know and don't want you to find out is that there's more than 200 viruses that can cause the flu, and it's almost impossible to tell which strain to protect against. And right now, there's no studies tracking people who get a flu shot and still get sick anyway. And the death rates from the flu are basically hidden because they're combined with people who are immunocomprised anyway. And prior to the pediatric flu vaccine introduction in 2003, the mortality rates from flu for kids was decreasing. So all of this is said, one of the best ways to build your immune system is through nutrition. That's the easy part. And I talked about superfoods that you could add to your diet. I'm going to do it again. There's four key superfoods. First of all, okay, garlic, okay? It's a great testing, tasting additive, and it's key to immune-boosting superfoods. Do you know that garlic's medicinal structure is based around sulfur? 
did you know that to get the equivalent of two teaspoons of sulfur a day from garlic, you would have to eat 16 cloves of garlic a day? See, nobody wants to tell you that. Nobody. No, it's sulfur. It's sulfur-based. The organic sulfur is so good. It improves everything. Then, of course, there's green tea, which is good for immune-boosting regimens, right? There was a, a, a book called Eating Well, and it was written by a Ph.D. named Rachel Johnson. And uh, basically... She was saying that she always has a pot of green tea brewing and drinking five to six cups a day uh, has an immune enhancing effect with other health benefits. Then, of course, there's chlorella and spirulina. Chlorella is packed with a complete protein, all kinds of vitamins and minerals, 18 amino acids, including the essentials, and chlorella is what we call a perfect superfood. It not only boosts your immune system, but it helps your body naturally eliminate heavy metals consumed from dietary sources. And it makes you look younger and more vibrant. Then, of course, spirulina is one of the world's most powerful whole foods that everyone can enjoy. I mean, it's got more antioxidants than blueberries. And it helps to build your support system. So recently, you know, I, I'm a big fan of Mike Adams and Natural News. And I buy some superfoods from Natural News that I put in my smoothies every day. Um, when I go to their store, when I go to naturalnews.com and I click on store and I scroll down to superfoods, uh, there's one that's called organic berries, or organic uh, berries and herbs. So I order that. It's got like 30 organic uh, or superfoods in it, mostly berries. Then it came out with another one called hemp powder, hemp powder, hemp protein that's got chlorella and spirulina in it. So how could I refuse that? And then of course I take. Um, a, a big scoop of the vegan chocolate Shakeology, um, which is uh, uh, just, it's in my smoothie every day. So I take the Shakeology, I take the uh, hemp, and I take the berries and herbs. And I, I make a smoothie that's got organic um, coconut milk, dates, organic dates, pitted dates, organic strawberries, frozen strawberries, organic frozen mangoes, or organic frozen cherries, and organic frozen blueberries, blackberries, and raspberries. That, that is how I start every day of my life. Seriously, when it comes time for lunch, um, I keep it really simple. Maybe I'll steam some organics, broccoli, uh, uh, cauliflower, 
asparagus, uh, artichokes. And what I do is I steam that and I add a little bit of organic salsa and some hummus. There's a hummus that uh, um, Costco sells. It's all organic. It's uh, called Post or Hope. I'm sorry, not Post. Hope, H-O-P-E. And it's organic um, hummus, which is made from garbanzo beans. <clears throat> and it's spicy, and it's got avocado in it. And it is, I stopped making my own once I tasted that because I could not make it any better than that. And if I have dinner which I try to keep simple, uh, I go to a local Thai restaurant and I order a, uh, a summer roll made with tofu. You see, the problem is that most foods are contaminated. <laughs> you got to keep it simple, really. You, you really got to keep it simple. If you don't keep it simple, then, you know, you're going to get screwed, blued, and tattooed. I mean, we're, you know, do, do you guys know what meat glue is? And do you guys know if you're eating meat glue? Well, meat glue is something that they take when, when you buy premium cuts of meat. Basically, when you think they're premium cuts of meats, like when I mean, you buy them at a restaurant or whatever, they're basically cheaper cuts that are assembled. And if I use the word super glue, you would know what that is, but it's called meat glue. So what they do is they take all these parts and they glue these parts together to make it look really sexy, okay? So the company that makes the meat glue, Ajinomoto, also makes MSG. <laughs> Seriously. And the products that utilize the meat glue are sold to the supermarkets. And they have to be labeled as being formed from pieces of whole muscle meat, or they got to say the cuts have been formed from a single cut. But you notice that the language is not real clear? Well, that's deliberate, you know, but the Federal Trade Commission allows that. So the larger problem is that in the restaurant industry, you are never, almost never told that your steak is being held together with meat glue. And it was this company that said that gluing meat is common practice and that most glued products by far is filet mignon, which is designed for the food service industry. Do you understand that everybody out there is trying, <laughs> trying to screw you. He's trying to make your money. He's trying to take your money. Do you understand? And then, and then normally we, we go out and we eat foods. 
I, I remember growing up as a kid in Newark. Oh, everything was good. Everything in this store looked good. Foods were good. But today, it seems like every food that's available has been linked to cancer. So what do you do? I mean, what, what you got to read a label. If you don't read a label, you're going to get screwed, blued, and tattooed. Seriously. So what should you avoid? Okay, we'll do it again. I've done it so many times. We'll do it again. Sodium nitrite. It, it's a preservative that causes cancer. You find it in processed meats like bacon, sausage, sandwich meats, hot dogs, and ham. Right? And it's been linked to colon cancer. Do you like that? What about aspartame and the artificial sweeteners? That screws up your brain. Then you got the hydrogenated oils like soybean oil, canola oil, corn oil. They're, they're high in unhealthy omega-6 fatty acids. Then you got high fructose corn syrup. That's got to be the biggest cancer-causing food ingredient out there. And yet you go to Whole Foods and you take a look at their dark chocolate macadamia nut pieces. Corn sugar. Then, of course, the GMOs. Oh, my God. We know that you get brain dead from GMOs. And the glyphosate is sold and promoted like crazy, which does nothing but make you sick. And the acesulfame K, like aspartame, is a modified sweetener to mess up your nervous system. And then you got artificial colors. They're made from petroleum byproducts. They're not normal. You see something that says red five, blue six, purple seven. Are you crazy? Where do you think that's made? And the chemical preservatives like the nitrates, the nitrites, the benzoates, they're added to process and fast foods. Why? To give you longer shelf life. And what do those toxic chemicals do? They accumulate in your body and they cause damage to your cells and tissues, which leads to several types of cancer. And now, what about hexane? It's a non-organic soy protein. It's neurotoxic, an explosive byproduct of the gasoline refinement. Where do you find hexane? You find hexane in organic canola oil. And you find uristic acid in organic canola oil, which destroys your immune system. There ain't no such thing as organic canola oil. You've got to eat what's natural, not what's unnatural. <laughs> Don't you get it? You're in control of your health. Just because it takes a little bit of time longer. It's not, trust me, man. The time that you spend will save your life. Oh, God. It gets worse and worse and worse. Anyway, so the point is, Either you're going to eat food and be healthy, or you're going to eat chemicals and be sick. The choice is yours. I made my choice a long time ago. I, I just, it's crazy. I re, people see me in the store, I read labels on everything. Yeah, why are you reading a label? I said, because I don't want to die early. I know I'm going to die anyway. Everybody dies. But why can't I go out with a healthy body? So I'm almost 80 years old and two softball leagues. I do stand-up paddling. 
I swim a thousand meters a couple of times a week. I don't take any meds. I don't have any illnesses. I don't even go see a doctor but once every four years to get a physical. And I'm nobody special. And if I can do it, you can do it. So, he says with a straight face, <laughs> George Harrison's doing this thing, and I really like him. And he's really cool. It's too bad he left the planet early, but like I said, everybody dies. So let George do his thing and uh, catch you guys all next week. Aloha. Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the... Most people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. AVR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? 
Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family.
All right, good afternoon all. This is the Frank Report. I'm your host, Francis Stephan. You're listening right here on American Voice Radio Network. It is Tuesday, July 5th, 2016, and it is about seven and a half minutes after noon Pacific time. If that's when it is, where you're at, we are, in fact, live. Being live, you can participate in the show by going to theamericanvoice.com or americanvoiceradio.com. Okay, you can go to the chat room. Now, the chat room is uh, new. The other chat room that had been you know, put up there temporarily just so there was some chat room during the transition, uh, is still there. The links have been taken down, so nobody, you know, is going to go and just uh, go, okay, I want to go to that one. Uh, If you have it bookmarked or anything like that, you can still get there, but you're going to see the message on the chat room, which reads, time to migrate to the new permanent chat. I give you a link. It is email verified, so there are some hoops, but it can't be helped. This chat will be disabled within days. Okay, so I know nobody listens to this sort of thing. It's like telling you to buy beans and rice and bullets, and you go, yeah, 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 that's a good idea. Boy, isn't he smart. Isn't that a great idea? But when you go to the store, you go, oh, golly, I don't want to spend that extra $10 on a 20-pound bag of rice. Now, do I? Because, well, the kids need candy and ice cream. They don't want rice. Yeah, well, okay. Eat all the candy and ice cream you like right now because when everything, when the lights go out, that's what I'm going to start calling the, uh, you know, S-H, uh, what is it, uh, T-F, yeah. I'm going to just call that when the lights go out. When the lights go out, you're all going to die. Okay? How's that? Oh, you might be shipped off to a FEMA camp first, and then you're going to die. And you'll be separated from your children and your wife, and it'll be great. It'll be great fun. You can think back to all those wonderful times of sitting around eating candy and ice cream rather than buying a bag or two of rice. Because, well, you didn't want to spend the $10. Yeah. Well, there we have it. Now, I I think Al may have called in here. I'm not sure who it is, but go ahead, caller. Yes, it's Al. Hey there, Al. Yes, you need your Alzheimer's medicine tonight, Frank. Well, you know, every time I have a holiday, like yeah. I, didn't, I didn't do my Monday show yesterday at noon. I figured you weren't going to do a show. Now you're thinking and I'm it's looking Monday. At, I... And I'm sitting here like it's Monday. Yeah, tell me about it. Uh, but it isn't Monday now, is yeah, it? Yeah, Mondays to me, when the holiday comes on Monday, it seems like Sunday. Don't feel bad. Uh, it's just uh, very, uh, you know... Oh, although yeah. I was glad to ha- I was glad to have half the day off because you know I did. Well, that's better than nothing. I did produce a couple of shows later on, and uh, and I did my two hours at night. So, uh, uh-huh. you know, but it was a, it was kind of nice to have half the day off. So I can't complain. Uh, 
But you know what, Al? It's pretty sad when that's the only independence we have is that, uh, well, you got a day off. Whoop-de-doo. Woo-hoo. There's our independence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it looks like uh, Mr. Director Comey wants to stay, keep his job or stay breathing because uh, listening to what he said and all this garbage with, oh, well, she made a mistake. She did more than make a mistake, Mr. Comey. She committed a felony. Yeah. If these people think that we're that stupid to buy this, then there's something wrong with them, Frank. Well, there are some people so stupid, folks. Uh, yeah, Al, because, I mean, the thing is, I mean, honestly, there are people out there that really think, oh, they're just going after Hillary Clinton because they're Republicans because they're just Republicans. And oh, the uh, man, only reason they're people. doing this is because they're Republicans. And uh, the only reason – or – if you're not a Republican, you're a misogynist. You just hate women. That's the only oh, you reason hate women. Okay, that's the yeah. only reason you're going after Hillary. Is yeah, you yeah. Hate she women did nothing wrong. No, no, nothing to see here, Frank. Move along. Well, whether she did or not, it doesn't matter, Al, because you know you just hate women if you're going after her. That's oh, okay. It. There's no reason to it. There's no sense no, to it. No, never mind the fact that she broke uh, the U.S. Code, Title 18, blah, 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 whatever it is, Section whatever. Never mind that, Frank. Nothing to see here. Just move along, right? Well, and isn't it just a coincidence, I'm sure, Al, that only less than a week ago, Hillary's Oh, yeah, you mean with the meeting on husband, the plane? Yeah, goes to see a secret meeting with Loretta Lynch out on a parking lot. No, really. Okay, so no, it was in the listen, uh, it was on the yeah, tarmac yeah, at the airport. Okay, listen, to what I'm saying. These are rich people. Okay, we aren't rich people. No. When we go do nefarious, illegal activities, we meet. We go to jail. We meet people in parking lots. Okay, in our cars somewhere. Yeah. That's where we have our secret meetings, and usually people have secret meetings because they're either cheating on their spouses or they're committing some illegal crimes or something. Uh-huh. I mean, yeah, every once in a while it's innocent. People are just doing business there, you know, I mean, selling or buying things. But uh, let's see. We have the ex-president of the United States who's married to the ex-secretary of state who is being investigated by the FBI having a secret meeting with the Final, with the top cop, with the top law enforcement Yeah, with the final the word on whether she gets prosecuted or not, Loretta Lynch. And, oh, that's A-OK, huh? That's we're yeah, supposed to be yeah. okay, Al. If you ever did anything like that, even let me tell you oh, something. Even if, if a, she had any brains, the first thing she would have done was kick them off the plane. She had no business letting him even on that plane. Well... She had no business letting that man on the plane. This was a pre-planned thing, Frank. Anybody thinks this was a quote chance meeting, and you take it doesn't take twenty minutes no. to talk about your grandkids, Frank. No, and, and or no. your golf game. No, Bill Clinton. No, I'm down. sorry. They, like I said, the 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 the. The news whore media thinks that we are stupid and no. we're not, and Bill that we're Clinton, buying into what it. What Bill Clinton did was lay it down real clear to Loretta Lynch in 20 minutes. What's going to happen if they indict Hillary Clinton? What kind? Oh of yeah, well, he gave her walking papers, basically. What kind of information they're going to release if she gets indicted? Okay. Oh yeah. Well, evidently Loretta Lynch mob has dirt on her too, or she oh, would have told him. Oh, to... oh, oh, Loretta Lynch. You don't mob. think uh, Comey has dirt on him too? Do you don't think any of them? All there aren't any of them that don't have dirt and Lynch, on them, Frank. Lynch mob. 
just got, gave her her orders to Comey and said, look, you're not going to do this. And uh, guess who else got the memo? Barack Obama got the memo. Cause oh, now, I'm sure Barry. Barry's complicit in all of oh, this, well, too. Wait a minute. Coincidentally, just after that meeting now, a week or so, now guess what? Obama is flying Hillary Clinton around. Oh, yeah, around. he's going around with Hitlery now on, on the taxpayer's dime. With on Hitler, Air right? Force One, campaigning for her. Yeah, somebody should be asking questions about that one, too, shouldn't they? I, I don't think that's legal. Hillary and her $130 million can, uh, can rent her own jet or, or, or lease her own jet, is what I'm saying, yeah, Frank. I, well, okay, two things. For one, I don't think, it, I don't know if it's illegal but it's certainly not proper for any president it's of the United States. It's unethical what she's doing and what he's doing. It's very unethical. For the president of the United States to campaign for any candidate. Okay? I mean, sure, mm -hmm. if you're going to if somebody asks you, you can say, "Well, sure, I'm going to vote for the one who's running in my party." But that's as far as it ought to go. Wait a minute. Isn't Air Force One supposed to be for quote official business yes. with not relating to politics? Yes. Barry's got yes, his is. own little one-plane airline there, doesn't he? Barry's airline. Yeah, Barry's uh, airline that you get to pay for. Yeah, that we get to pay for, yeah. You know, and, and that's the whole thing. I mean, is that, wait a minute, how many unethical things do these people have to do before somebody says, all right, that's it? You know, that that's it. I don't think the military has any stones because they should have gone and arrested Barry. They should have gone and arrested her. Barry and her should have been sitting behind bars waiting for trials, what should have happened to Barry and her. And maybe the decider, too, him, too. Well, their trials should have been over, because I'm all for speedy trials, and uh, this is easy. You know, I mean, you committed treason numerous times. Uh, you know, go to your cell, make well, peace with whatever it is you believe, and uh, we'll see you in the morning at the rope. Well, there is a few antidotes to Hitlery, though, uh, uh, Frank. You want me to list them? Sure. She can, uh, she can uh, how do we say, she can meet a high-speed projectile uh, fired from long distance from a quiet piece of equipment. She can get poisoned, okay? She can have a plane accident. She can have all kinds of things happen to her. Well, you yeah, know I'd go for all those, because I don't want to see her get shot, because that'll just give guns a bad name. Well, then let's forget about the high-speed you know. projectile, then. Now, listen. Let's, let's, let, you know what? Let her have a plane accident. She's not going to have... Maybe that's why she's using Air Force One, because if she used a private plane, you think, Frank? You let think? Me, let me read this to you, Al. Uh, this is something that Andrew McCarthy wrote. There's what, no, is he a columnist for somebody? Yeah, the National Review. Uh, okay. And he also discloses here that he is a former colleague and a longtime friend of James Comey. But, <laughs> listen to what he writes. There's no way of getting around this. According to Director James Comey, Hillary Clinton checked every box required for a felony violation of Section 793 F, go look it up, folks, of the Federal Penal Code, Title 18. With lawful access to highly classified information, she acted with gross negligence in removing and causing it to be removed from its proper place of custody, and she transmitted it and caused it to be transmitted to others not authorized to have it in patent violation of her trust. 
Director Comey even concluded that the former Secretary Clinton was extremely careless and strongly suggested that her recklessness very likely led to communications of her own and those she corresponded with being intercepted by foreign intelligence services. Yet it's enough to throw her in the slammer right then and there. Comey recommended against prosecution. Why? Because he says there was no intent to harm the United States. Well, well guess, guess what, what, Frank? No, guess negligence what? Is not, uh, negligence is also part of that statute, guess Frank. What? No, no, no. See, Comey thinks, and, and he's correct, everybody in the country is stupid when it comes to law. Okay, yeah, and they're not, yeah. and, and I say stupid, not ignorant, because you see, it's out there. You can know, you can look it up, you can find out, but people don't, and that makes you stupid because you don't want to know. You just sit there ignorant, going, "Well, no, that's I called being ignorant, know. Frank. That's ignoring. It's not being stupid. It's ignoring what's there. Ignorance, what it is. Ignorance is not knowing. That's right. Being proud of not knowing and taking steps when it's easy to know, not to know, is stupid. Yes. So that's why I say they're stupid about the law. And he figures that, oh, well, we'll just say there was no intent. Like, because, see, on all the TV shows, yeah. right, you see, well, you got to prove Well, you this, know what? Joe Munchbucket, who doesn't have any brains, is going to believe what he hears. But you and yes, I and the AVR listeners who have more than one brain in our head, okay, let me, and can think critically, no. Let me point something out. There's a difference uh -huh. between the criminal code and the penal code, okay? Criminals, really? Now, that's interesting. Criminal crimes, crimes generally need intent. Okay, like first-degree murder is a crime. Oh, yeah, there has to be intent behind something. You had to, to pre-plan that, and they have to prove that you pre-planned to do this. You you planned yeah. to do this. This wasn't just well, an, As far as we know, know, Hillary did plan to do this, as now, far as but, I'm concerned. No, 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 but that's murder, okay? Okay. Because they have second-degree murder, too, and then they have manslaughter. Yeah, there's have, degrees of it. Yeah, they have different degrees, degrees of, of killing people because, see, intent is important in criminal uh, things, right? Yes. But they, met, they, they made it very clear to call this the penal code. Well, penal just means penalty, okay? There's, oh, isn't that interesting? And in the penal code, there are very, very few instances where intent is a requirement oh, so of the, the law. Oh, so the penal code, Frank, relates to something called misdemeanors then? No, you can, you can have a, a, a felony in the penal code, but... It, and you can go to jail. I mean, it's punishment, penal, yeah. penalty. But it's not a crime. They made a no, whole other category of ways to punish you, okay? But okay. the difference between a crime and a penal violation is the fact that a crime generally always requires that intent is one of the elements of the crime that need to be proven. Okay. Penal... On the other hand, rarely have intent as one of the elements of the crime. Okay, so thing is, now, if it's written in there, they ha if it's in the penal code, it has to say intent, that that is something you need to prove here. And very few of them do. And the one Hillary Clinton violated does not make that stipulation. There is no requirement of intent. 
Comey is trying to pull a fast one on everybody. Oh yeah, he's playing fast and loose with terms, with the, with with the uh, with the uh, verbiage. And uh, if Loretta Lynch mob was an honest prosecutor, which is what she is, she's the chief prosecutor. No, she of the didn't country. even need Comey. She could have done it on her own long before this investigation. Of course, she started. could have. And if she was honest, she would say, "Well, we're going we're going to charge we're going to indict her anyway because." Uh, Obviously, the director is not a lawyer, and he doesn't understand the difference between the penal code and the criminal code. I'm the, sure he does. But and, there is in no, position, and there is no requirement of intent in this crime. So, therefore, his report demonstrates that Hillary Clinton did, in fact, commit these crime, these uh, these penal offenses. Yeah, but she didn't do it with intent, is what he's trying it to say. It doesn't matter. Okay, it doesn't matter because the code doesn't the code doesn't stipulate that it's uh, the the U.S. Right. code the criminal code doesn't stipulate the that. penal code the penal code does not stipulate that this particular crime has intent as an element. Therefore, uh-huh. intent is not an element. You can't so just that means Comey that doesn't get been nailed. Comey doesn't just get to make rewrite law. No, he doesn't. And oh, that, I'm a, I'll tell you one thing I do want to see, Frank. I want to see everyone who was on that investigation, the several hundred FBI agents. Let's see if they resign or not, Frank. That'll be interesting, won't it? Yeah, now, they said they were going to. Listen to this. Now, now this, this is something people need to pay attention to, because it's not just James Comey that does this, all right? <laughs> okay? So if you ever get yourself in a mess... Uh, Keep your eyes peeled, because this is a common tactic of defense lawyers in criminal trials, to set up a straw man for the jury. And what he means by straw man this time isn't a real man or anything. It is a crime the defendant has not committed. The idea is that by knocking down a crime the prosecution does not allege and cannot prove, the defense may confuse the jury into believing the defendant is not guilty of the crime charged. Okay, how it's working here is you tell the country, well, we're not going to charge her because we found no intent to harm the United States. Okay, good. Maybe not. Probably she's not guilty of that. But that's that's not what she But she, she was negligent in her yeah. actions. Stick to the stick to the the, the facts. That is not the crime she is being charged with. Okay? Comey is saying, well, she's not guilty of this, so we're not indicting her for this. Yes, but that's not what she's being accused of. What she's being accused of is the penal code. And she is guilty of that. But Comey is doing a bait and switch and saying, well, you know, there was no intent to harm the United States, and therefore, well, yeah, but that's not part of what she's being that's accused of. That's not the point. He's in other, misdirecting. In other words, it is a common tactic of defense lawyers. Comey is acting as a defense attorney for Hillary Clinton. Yes. Which I don't think that's his job. No, it's not his job. You know, now, like I say, a lot of the dumbbells out there are just going to take it at face value because they don't understand or they don't know. And those of us who do know how guilty she is, let's put it this way. The penal code does. Uh, does the penal code address negligence? Because she was negligent. 
wasn't she? Well, <laughs> no, not really, Al, because, it, look, the penal code says this. If you do this, this, and this, you are guilty of this crime. I don't care why you did it. If you do it, you're guilty. Well, then she did do it, didn't she? Yes, then? Al, that's the point. Is Comey is playing this just just insanity here because he's playing on the nation's ignorance, right or stupidity, as you say, both. Yeah, both. And, and you know because and straight up corruption because every every single prosecutor in this country should know exactly what I just said is the truth. Well, based upon what you've said. Bill gave uh, Lynch her walking papers, and she also gave, he, also, uh, she, uh, he also gave Comey his walking papers and told them both, this is what's going to happen if you indict, like you said. That's what I believe. Oh, and she's got to have dirt on all of them. If she had absolutely no dirt on all of them, we would have had a totally different outcome if she had no dirt on them. Yeah, it's, uh, oh, well, you know she has dirt on him. She's been and the co- reason that uh, Hill, uh, she has that, been collecting uh, dirt. Get, uh, he got impeached, but he didn't get removed is because if he would have gone down, she'd have brought the rest of them down when he was still president. I'll tell you what, she's been collecting dirt. And people don't realize this because people don't realize that, you know, Hillary Clinton was involved as an attorney in the whole Watergate deal. Yeah, you said they almost fired her. They should have fired her or put her in jail. Oh, they almost disbarred her. They did fire her. <laughs> okay, they fired her. And well, you they, know what? They she's almost... the modern version of J. Edgar Hoover is what she is. She's a modern Hoover, isn't she, collecting information? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. She, and she's been doing it since then. You know, people think she's just been doing it. You know, since Bill was in, uh, no, she's been doing it since she was long before Bill got into office. She's been doing it since Watergate. What is that? Seventy two, forty two years, Frank, or forty four years. And then she gets into the governor's office of Arkansas. There's lots of access to information there. I mean, this 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 woman has dirt on everybody. She makes the NSA look like, uh, you know, a, a stamp collection or something. Yeah, well, Hillary's going to have to wait because it's break time, folks. It is, and we'll be back in a few.
realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. Since the beginning of the United States, kings have sought it, nations have fought for it. It has been traded, borrowed, purchased, and stolen. There is a reason for it. To secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, invest with the security of gold and silver. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Listen to Financial Survival with your host, Melody Cedarstrom, on American Voice Radio Network and Shortwave Radio. Visit DiscountGoldAndSilverTrading.net or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. For the very best in gold and silver trading, call toll-free 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Call now. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific.
Well, there you go. That's the only explanation for Hillary Clinton. I mean, if she's innocent and there's no reason to indict her, it's just, it has to be she has a twin. Because it couldn't, you know, it, there's nothing else. Because somebody committed these violations. Uh, and if it isn't her, then it's got to be her twin. Anyway, this is the Frank Report. I'm your host, Francis Stephan. You're listening right here on American Voice Radio Network. It's Tuesday, July 5th, 2016. It's about 12.40 p.m. the afternoon out here in beautiful, sunny Southern Oregon. Anyhow, it is Tuesday, and that means we got Al from Colorado on. Welcome back, Al. This means that all AVR listeners can take their magic markers and take the words justice and uh, fair out of the dictionary because they absolutely don't belong, Frank. There is none. It's gone. It's over. It's done with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You want to really know the truth, Frank, on November 22, 1963 is when the country was gone at that time, really. It really was. Well, I think when the South surrendered to the federal forces, I think that was the end. Well... Let's put it this way. It was was over long before Hitler even came on the scene. I believe it was long before any of us were ever born because... You got that right, Frank. The thing is, look, it was not a war between the states of the Union. It was a war... It was a war of northern aggression. It was a war between the states of the Union that happened to be in the South against the federal... The federal government. Now, the northern states capitulated. They gave up. They surrendered. They supported the federal government. And the southern states decided no. But when they lost, all the states of the Union lost. Not just the southern states. All of them everybody, lost. Everybody went bye-bye. Because at doing? that time, that was the end of the sovereign states of the United States of America, and it all became one federal territory. Oh, yes, and we had those wonderful little amendments to the uh, to the rule book, numbers 14, 15, and 16. Remember those, too? Sure. And 14 they said, and 15, for sure. 17 also, another one. Well, you know, the thing is, it, <laughs> uh, what, what I believe now, Al Adask, uh calls them territories, which that could be true. What I think they are is military districts. That's what I think they have. I think that's what OR and CO and AK and, uh, you know, TX and all these distinguishing, uh, you know, letters. Well, yeah, well, remember than, when they put the zip code in in the early 70s? Every, you never had OR before 1970, before the zip code, the five district, you know, the five digit number. That's right. And I think what those represent is a military district. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and it, why, how I came about this is because a lot of people don't know. I didn't know that, okay, while like Oregon and Washington and Idaho and part of Montana was the Northwest Territory, right? Yes. And then it became the Oregon Territory. All of that was called the Oregon Territory. And it was purchased from, well, it was purchased and made by agreement with the English, okay, because that's why they got to keep Canada, you know, Vancouver and all that up there. Well, and then Jefferson bought the Louisiana Territory. Remember that right. for fifteen million but or whatever. What about California? 
California was part of Mexico way, way, way back when. Right, and it was also purchased. Okay. And so was Texas also part of Mexico way, sure. way, way, way back when. Sure, and it was all purchased with the stipulation because, you see, the Apache tribe lived in those areas. And the Mexicans couldn't come into those areas because the Apaches, well, they killed them every time they tried. They didn't want them there, probably, is what it was. And the Mexicans could not deal with the Apache because the Apache were very uh, mm, aggressive. Yes. Mm -hmm. And they couldn't deal with it. And they didn't figure America could deal with it, too. So they said, okay, we'll sell it to you. You give us this big pile of money, right, which was a big pile of money at the time. Yeah. Now it seems insignificant, but it was oh, a big pile of money. Compared to billions plus. and trillions today, it's nothing. But then again, if you really look at what they gave them, what they gave them was de- delineated in gold, okay? Ah, uh, you the look real at, stuff. If you look at the amount of gold that they gave Mexico, and you took that amount of gold today, uh, oh, fortune. it would be what well, you would expect to pay for that amount of area, right? A lot of money, right? Yeah. But the fact was, see, the Apaches were still there, and they were a problem. And the Mexicans figured, see, this is the Mexican slime ball culture, okay? Mm-hmm. They figured, we'll get this money from you, and we'll stipulate, mm-hmm. but within like five years, you have to subdue the Apache. Because if you can't, the land all reverts back to us, and we, uh-huh. keep, and we keep the money. What's a, such a deal? I can't believe somebody would make a deal like that. So the slimy Mexicans figured, <laughs> we can't subdue the Apache, so neither will you, so we'll just take this money from you, right? Yeah, and then five years from now, we'll get our dirt back, right? Yeah, except, you know, the federal government sent the U.S. Cavalry, and uh, they annihilated the Apache. And they and they did, well, they, they did more than subdue them. They killed them all, okay? They just annihilated them. And then... They, they occupied the area. See, this is why the Mexicans like to say, oh, it was stolen from them. Because, you see, they thought they no, were going to... No, because we paid them for it. No, they, they thought, yeah, but they, you see, they thought they were going to get it back because they didn't think we well, were going to be able tootie, to. Well, tough kid. Well, yeah, their, their little scheme didn't work, so now they say we stole it because our scheme didn't work. Well, oh, the fact yeah. of the matter is, we were occupying that area. Yeah, this is just like the bankers saying, we screwed up, so right. now you got to pay for it, here's right? my point. The Northwest Territory was just an open territory. If you wanted to go there, you could go there, but don't expect much protection because, uh, you know, it's you have just... to take care of your own rear end. Right, because we're just saying, say. look, we drew a line, we made a deal, this area is ours, but really we're not prepared to do anything with it right now, so if you want to go there, you can, but... Good luck. You're on your own, Booby. That's right. Now, California and the southern states down there was a different story. The cavalry was everywhere because they had to get rid of the Apache. And then when they were done, they occupied the area. And instead of being a territory, California, for instance, was, and you can look this up, folks. Became a state. It was a military district. Ooh. See, this is stuff is not taught in the pu- none of this is taught in the public school system. No, but right? you can look it up. I mean, you oh, can yeah. look it up. This is and this isn't off crackpot sites. I mean, you can go look this up on what people consider legitimate historic sites, man. Oh yeah, the the, the so-called history taught in the American public school system is a joke. It's totally total garbage. 
And how well, long are they going to continue to say that the uh, war of northern aggression was over slavery? Yes, slavery was one small part of it. wasn't the main issue, was it, Frank? Not by a long shot. I mean, okay, what slavery amounted to, you know what slavery was? Uh, okay, uh, okay, what's the, what was the official line why Benghazi even happened? Oh, oh, yeah. Benghazi is because they looked at the video and they got angry because of a so-called video, which okay. is a lie. That's what slavery was for the Civil War, that video. Okay. Okay, the video existed just like slavery existed. Yeah. And I'm sure some people were pissed off when they saw that video. Yeah, but it wasn't the reason for Benghazi being done, though. And there were people who were against slavery, and that's true, too. That's true. But it was not the cause of the Civil War by any no, stretch of the not, imagination. No, it was not, but that's what, they're, that's what they're teaching the dumbbell kids still today. Apparently, nobody reads any of Abraham Lincoln's writings, because, I, I mean, I don't think Abraham Lincoln was a very good president. He was a terrible president. But you can gain a lot of insight into reading what the man actually wrote. And he said, if I thought for a minute that this was, you know, uh, no, that was Grant, who said, if I thought for a minute this was about slavery, I'd be on the other side. Okay? Uh, Abraham Lincoln said, in no way, no how, do I have any intention of integrating blacks into our society. Uh, that doesn't sound like somebody who wants to... He said something about if he, if, if he could do it, he would. If he, wouldn't, if he didn't do it, he couldn't do it. He didn't care one way or the other is basically what he was saying. Well, he, he, he did care. He said there's no way that they are going to be integrated into our society. This is why he came up with plans. Why do you think, hey, man, the guy spent American money buying Liberia. Yeah, because they wanted to move all the black people back over to Africa. You know, and you see, if he wouldn't have been shot, that's what would have happened. Just like if Kennedy wouldn't have been shot, we would have been having U.S. notes in our hand rather than yeah, Federal Reserve Yeah, we wouldn't Reserve be having notes. this garbage, uh, this uh, so-called, uh, this toilet paper that we've got today. You know, very, uh, very... <laughs> Uh, you know. Yeah. Well, three weeks from tomorrow, Frank is the is the Republicans, and we're just going to see what's going to happen. But I still say, and I think Mel's going to agree with me, they're going to take it away from him. They're going to do everything they can to screw Donald and put mittens or some idiot in there. Believe it or not. Well, you know, it's funny. I was just reading an article about that dirtbag Mitt Romney, and. Uh, there's speculation that he's going to come out and endorse Hillary Clinton. You got to be kidding me! Nope, nope, nope. That's the uh, that's uh, the, another uh, rhino, uh, another rhino, just like McStain. Now there's a guy I want to see lose. There's a guy who needs to go, McStain. I mean, how many? Okay, let me ask people out uh, there. All right, McStain, Romney. Who else? Lindsey Graham, Mrs. Lindsey Graham. Oh, uh, the schmuck Paul Ryan, him? Paul Ryan. Well, you know, hey, at least, well, no, he didn't he lose to, or no, he, he actually, he's won in the, he's not going to win his election in Wisconsin coming up there. They oh, are, really? Oh, he's yeah. going to be goodbye-bye, so we're going to say goodbye on, to him. Good. This is not on the national uh, 
Uh, Agenda? No, the national news uh, thing. Oh, national news. Not much because they don't want they don't want to make a deal of it. But the thing is, see, I have a particular interest in uh, Paul Rhino, uh, married to the Democratic lobbyist millionaire, uh, blonde uh, Barbie doll. You know, the thing is, he has real trouble in Wisconsin. He's got really? a guy going for his seat who is. Uh, is a no holes bar sort of candidate, man. He's going for him, man. He he's he's bringing it out. Wisconsin's are starting oh, he's to look bringing at bringing all barrels out. Is oh, that what the, you're and, the, and and the polls and and folks, you know, really, if you want to know, there's lots of articles about it. You just have to go uh, and search specifically for Wisconsin news. Mm-hmm. If you do that, you'll get you'll get paid. Well, you know, you can go to the MilwaukeeJournal dot com because that's their main paper in the state. I think the Milwaukee Journal. Oh yeah, gold. but they got a lot of other little little papers and little. Oh, they websites got smaller and, papers too. I'm and, sure. And, yeah, and websites and TV stations that got websites and they all have run stories on this. Okay, this is big news in Wisconsin. But you're not hearing it on national news. No, this guy saying. this guy is going for Rhino's throat here. I mean, and he should. Oh boy. And he should. And, uh, you know, the thing is, just like Cantor, remember him? Big wheel. Oh, yeah, well, he's long gone. Yeah, big wheel in the Republican, uh, you know, uh, party. And, up, oh, bye-bye. See, that's the beauty of representatives. Two years, every two years, man, you get to say yeah, whether it's Well, that was the mistake the founding fathers made. They should have said the same thing with the dumbbell uh, senators, too. Well, Actually, wait it should have been two years and out the door. You can't blame the founding fathers for the mess we have with the Senate, because that was the cause of the 17th Amendment. It used to be, Al, that, yeah, your term was six years, Al, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Un- unless you piss off the state. Meaning, not the people of the state. The legislature, okay? Yeah. You piss off the legislature, they could come back, or the governor, because the governor could call the legislature back in a session and say, listen, we need to call, recall our senator. He's going crazy in Washington, and he's not doing what we told him to do. Recall him, and they could do it. And I believe they still could do it today. But, again, we got to have a governor with a set, you know, and we don't. And we, we have to have leg- we have to have a legislature, you know, with some, uh, you know, yeah, with some stones, yeah, with some stones, yeah. But the thing is, I think what they'd have to do, I think, at any time they could say we're recalling our senator and having a, a special election. Mm-hmm. I think they'd have a to, recall election. I think they I think they'd have to do that, uh, mm-hmm. you know, to do this. And I think they, yeah, they might have to have a recall election. See, I think one of the big things that should have happened, too, the people of the state should have been able to get together and say, we got this position up, we're having a recall election for Senator Schmuck. Don't even well, wait for the legislator or the governor. Just well, I, and, and some states, I believe you could probably do that, like Oregon's one of them. I, I believe. Really? Yeah, we no, have. That's interesting. We have petition. Well, that's why marijuana is legal in Oregon, not because our legislature did it. Well, they would never do it. Your legislature, you had to force it down their throat. Well, and the people did. Good. First they said, and it was, again, not the legislature, even for medical marijuana. The people said, hey, we're putting this on the ballot, and it won. And then they put it on the ballot for recreational, and it lost one year. And then they put it back on the next year, and it won overwhelmingly. And now it's there. So it's both, recreational and medical. It won overwhelmingly. And the reason why was because, see, the first time they did recreational, medical marijuana was not known about. And 
there was no track record or, and no uh, and nobody really, knew that it was good for medical. Well, and stuff they really didn't even have a a a system in place to actually dispense it. Okay, they they had no uh-huh. uh, you know. But mm-hmm. then by the time it became recreation, by the time it it won, everybody realized, okay, look, the sky didn't fall because that's what hey even for medical marijuana. Yeah, the the uh, rhinos and the Republicans and oh, the Democrats yeah. and all of them, man. Yeah, it, the 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 uh, politicians. Oh yeah, and the big pharma boys are very unhappy that the uh, the the recreational one well, and sure. the medical. And this is why. They're very unhappy. And this about is why that. they were all against it is because they're all bought and paid for even at the state level. Absolutely. And they tried to tell everybody, oh, okay, so it's on the ballot, and they have no choice, but. They're, they got out on TV saying, oh, the sky's going to fall. We're going to have junkie zombies running down the streets. Uh, the, you know, everybody's going to die yeah, if you do yeah. this. Yeah, booga booga time, right? Right. So everybody said, ah, screw you, and they did it anyway. And Good. then we had years and years of medical marijuana here to where the sky didn't mm-hmm. fall. We didn't have any zombies. Everybody actually was better off. Uh, right. Gee, okay. Uh so then recreational comes around, and they start the same crap about, oh, you're going to have junkie zombies running down all day. It's because the sky is going to fall. It's going to yeah, be chaos. Yeah, here we blah, go, blah, blah, the blah. booga booga boys. Well, guess well, you what? See what they're doing in, you see what they're doing in California now? Forced vaccinations for everybody, and we're taking your clips. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, I want to see them enforce that one, Frank. Well, I really want to see how they're going to enforce that one in California. Yeah, you're going to get vaccinated, Frank. You're going to get jabbed whether you want it or not, and if not, we're going to kill you. Yeah, well, get ready for a fight. Frank. Frank will come back with his own little uh, vaccination, but it's called lead. Well, you know, I'm. Uh, you know, anybody who goes for that has to realize, look, man, that that's too far. That's way, way too far. Anybody man. who tells me that I'm going to have to have a vaccination or I'm going to jail or my kids can't, hey, get get well, your you kids can, out you know of the public. Oh, you, oh, little Johnny can't isn't vaccinated. He doesn't get to the go to the public brainwashing system. I think that's wonderful. Yeah, well, that whole mess should be shut down anyway. But you know, that's yeah. that's the thing. The sky didn't fall, and no. the, pe- the people know best. And and you know, I think that the uh, we could, and we get to put petitions out every two years. And the thing is, I believe that if our senators weren't doing the state's business properly, that the state could, in fact, uh, you know, the people could put a petition out and demand a recall. Absolutely, they should be able to. Well, I think that, what are they going to say? Oh, no, anything more than two years, they should be in there for two years, and they're out, and they're never in government, and no law. See, the biggest problem we got, Frank, is we have this thing called lobbying. There shouldn't be any lobbying from anybody. You get no money from anybody, Hitlery. Nobody. No money from the medical people, no money from the farm people, no money from anybody. Well, no I have to admit, anymore. you know, uh, Aladask has a great plan that I think, would work because I don't want to take money out of politics completely. Oh, I do. But well, money is necessary to do anything. You can't do anything without money in this world. But the thing is, well, then you have uh, what to about fund this, your own Al? campaign. Then. What about this, Al? Yeah. The only people that can give your campaign money are the people that can actually vote for you. Now, that for one leaves out corporations because they don't get a vote. That's right. Now the CEO can get if if the CEO lives in your district, yeah, he, he can, can give all the money he wants, I suppose. Yeah, you know, and, and I think they're you know, I, I hey, that way only the people 
that can vote for you can give you money. No outside money. No outside money. No more corporate money. No No more corporate money. No more foreign country money, Hitlery, from Saudi Arabia and every other country on the planet. No more money, uh, Hitlery. Her slush fund alone, Frank, should have been enough to put her in jail, him, her and Bill. Yeah. Not this time. And we're out of time, Frank. We are out of time, Al. Thanks for being on. We will see you again next week. Next week, Frank. Bye-bye. All righty. See you, Al. And, folks, I'll be back again tonight, 8 p.m. Don't forget to sign up for the new chat room because if you're still using the old one, it's going to go away tomorrow. So this is, uh, you know, the countdown. It's still there, but it's not going to be there long. Check out the new chat room. Anyway, coming up next is Financial Survival, and as always, thanks for listening. A 47 Ford bullet holes in the door broke down motor in the front yard. <laughs> I gotta have a mind to paint a plywood sign and nail it up on a knotted pine tree. Saying I was here first, this is my piece of dirt, and your rambling don't rattle me. American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, and Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family.
afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Melody Cedarstrom, and you're listening to Financial Survival, and I'm here with my co-host, Alfred Adisk, to bring you our opinion and commentary on today's economic and political events. And today is Tuesday, July 5th, 2016. Good afternoon, Al. Hi, Melody. Um, not a bad day in gold today. A lot of things are truly going on in the financial world, and uh, we have gold up 480, 480 for gold at $1,356. Silver down 39, but still at 20.02 in the aftermarket trade. And for the New York spot price, platinum was up two at 1,075, and palladium is down 13 at $606. USDX today should be up pretty strong, not as strong as I thought it would be, but uh, uh, up 0.74 at 96.22. Crude oil down 2.26. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. 46.73. And the paper markets today. Dow is down. The Dow Jones was down over 100 points most of the day. They brought it back a little bit. Uh, it's still down. Uh, so as my sheet comes up here, it's still down 110, but it was higher in early morning trade. And a couple ticks are coming in. Um, it's still moving a little bit. Down 108, 17,840. The NASDAQ down 39 at 4822. And the S&P down 14 at 2,088. The euro is 111, holding down 0.72. Germany was down almost 2% overnight. But I think the story of the day is the 10-year yield. Uh, It actually um, fell to its lowest level ever, 1.36. And, of course, this is just right after the three-day weekend. Uh, That broke the record that was set earlier in July of 2012. Um, Of course, that was when uh, the the crisis in in Greece was fairly strong, a near crisis in Spain, and you had a lot of uh, people coming to the U.S. for their bonds. At that point in time, the yield had hit 1.387%. So um, now we have a new record. $11.7 $11.7 trillion worth of government bonds trading at negative yields. And, um, you know, so even though it's, um, you know, people are coming to the U.S. because they get a little bit more for their money, uh, that's not really good for the U.S. Uh, it's going to make our dollar a little bit stronger. And, of course, that is not good for trade. And it's um, not good for the government either. It's not good for the government and uh, um, the pound, it tumbled. I have a little bit on the pound. That that tumbled uh, uh, to its lowest value since 1985. And um, there's a little bit of concern. I don't know if it's really concerned, but, you know, one of the uh, mentioned concerns was that because of the yields on the bonds are so low for the 10-year that you're going to have investors that are going to be more interested in riskier stocks. Uh, to get a little bit more yield and return. And um, so if if that's the case, stocks could, um, you know, you, you'll see some changes in, in the stock market if that happens. So, um, But very interesting, 1.36, that's really amazing. And, hey, it could be another 
couple months before we get into negative territory, too. <laughs> what do you think, Al? Well, you just have to watch and see. How many things have you seen that don't surprise you this year? Uh, uh, yeah, no, there, there. You know, I mean, it's just one thing after another where, oh, my gosh. I mean, we've seen more things that you wouldn't have expected. And it's not just occasional. It's just it's almost daily. There's another report of, and, oh, my gosh. And you're right. There there are so many, oh, my goshes. But what does it do to the financial world? You, you see our, our yields going down on our 10 yield. On our 10-year, the stock markets, I mean, really no reaction. Yeah, some, but I mean, nothing that they should be. You have oil prices. That tumbled about 5% today. Uh, this is the steepest uh, decline in five months. Um, oil prices, even though they're up almost 80% from 12-year lows of around 27, um, and we've had this rebound. That was basically fueled by the supply outages from Canada and to Nigeria. And um, there's also some uh, problems over in Libya as far as uh, their production. I mean, that's basically ceased um, because of the conflict that they have over there. So, uh, again, uh, it's uh, you see a lot of volatility um, in these markets. We also have a couple of reports coming out this week. The U.S. June employment report uh, is going to be interesting, considering uh, May's showing of 38,000 net new jobs, and um, Wall Street Journal is expecting 162,000 new jobs for the month. How do you go from <laughs> how do you go from 200 the month before to 38,000, then back up to 162,000? Highly unlikely. But uh, so it'll see how, you know, what kind of adjustment will be there for the unemployment uh, um, numbers. We'll see if they lied. I mean, that 38,000, of course, will probably be revised. Um, but we'll, Yeah, but to what? Yeah. Will it be revised to 100,000 or will it be revised to a negative? To 20,000. I mean, it's conceivable that they might revise it downward. I wouldn't bet on it. I, don't, I certainly don't expect it. But again, this is the sort of year where almost anything can seemingly happen. China is going to be releasing, uh, you know, information. I guess on Thursday, uh, in large part to their economy, and uh, so that should, you know, perhaps affect the markets. The minutes from the Federal Reserve's mid-June monetary policy meeting. Uh, that's Wednesday, so that might give a little um, ups and downs to the markets. But uh, there was another thing that I saw, Al, that I thought was interesting. Um, and this kind of takes us away from the the economy and so forth, but um, China's government... They're trying to downplay fears of a conflict in the South China Sea. Now, there's actually a ruling uh, that is uh, issued that is to be issued on July 12th by the international court hearing um, of the claims of China and the Philippines in the South China Seas. And this was published in the Global Times, both in the uh, editorials in the Chinese and English editions. Um, the newspaper said the dispute had already been complicated by U.S. intervention. 
uh, now faced further escalation due to the threat posed by the tribunal to China's sovereignty. Um, we know that Washington has deployed two carrier battle groups around the South China Sea. They're flexing those muscles. Uh, China wants to flex their muscles. Uh, so it's um, uh, China is beginning to hold military drills today, starting today in the South China Sea. And, um, you know, there was, there's a lot of strange things happening and we hear about these rising tensions, but at the same time, it was just last week that they were reporting that the United States was going to participate with China in a sea exercise. The Chinese Navy and the U S Navy would be coordinating in some sort of a sea exercise where they are, you know, trying to work together. So where are we, Melody? Are we antagonistic to China? Are we getting along with China? What are we doing? Well, it just depends on where you, what publication you read. I understand I understand that. I understand. And, uh, but I think with the ruling of July 12th might say a lot uh, to where these tensions are beginning to, you know, perhaps uh, strengthen uh, based on that ruling. There's a lot of um, uh, $5 trillion in, in, in trade passes uh, through those waters. So, But, you know, um, the question is, What's in it for China? What do they really expect to do by controlling a chunk of the sea? Are they going to interfere with their own trade? Are they going to interfere with Japan's trade? I mean, how can they do this? Where is where is the gain on this? This is this is a to me this is well looks like it's foolish for China to invest its its prestige, its money, its people, whatever. They're going to make claims that are they're not legitimate. Well, you have $5 trillion in trade, and with the new TPP trade agreement, uh, Vietnam, Philippines, these, are, these, are, these countries are in, uh, included in the trade agreement. Um, these, these are who we're dealing with in the TPP. So I think that area does have a lot of um, China would well, like to does control. If you want to China push would like, around and you want, China, to push, you want to go to war, but... No, it's all about, you know, control. I mean, we can... Yeah, but I mean, how do you control a ship except by putting a torpedo through it or sending a, you know, hitting it with a rocket or whatever? You say, hey, don't, we don't want you going here. Well, if they keep on coming through, what are you going to do to stop them? I mean, you have to go to war to stop those ships. That's right. I don't see what China thinks. to get, What do they expect to get out of this? And I'm sure they have the some sort of calculation. A- I'm sure they have some sort of a calculation, but it's not something that's apparent to me. What is the point to this? This strikes me as perhaps a miscalculation, and they felt like they were flexing their muscles, and they would show the world how big and strong they were. And I think in the end, they put themselves in a position where, what do we get out of this? You know, Where's the gain? I don't think they can pull it off. And uh, I think it's a foolishness, but we'll see. Yeah. We will see if anything comes of it. And, and of course, most likely, if their reports of their economy is uh, failing as what many people believe it is, um, you know, again, they, they lose any leverage that they might have. Um, so, but. You know, it's one again. of those things precisely because the economy may be in trouble, Chinese economy. Maybe somebody in. Peking said, look, we need to flex our muscles and inspire public confidence. Maybe that's what it was about. Maybe this was just a certain amount of political theater. 
But now it's maybe blowing up on their face. Uh, I I don't know. No. Just strange, but it doesn't make good sense to me. Well, it's just like Iran. They control the, the Straits or Hermutes for, for, the, for the oil trade. So, I mean, they control it. And, yes, yeah, if you go against it, yeah, they can block it and stop pe- trade from going through and yeah, they you know, upset the apple a war cart. By doing yeah, it. Exactly. All right, if they want to initiate a war, that's fine. But China... So, you know, China has to export. I'm going to, I I don't see how they're going to, I don't see how they will inhibit traffic, ocean traffic, without ultimately inhibiting Chinese trade also. I know they're not going to shoot at any Chinese ships. I understand that if there's some sort of a problem, they'll attack the other ships. They won't attack Chinese ships. I get that, of course. But still, there has to be, there have to be consequences. It can't be good for for China's trade. You know, if China's a little bit, when you think about Iran controlling the Straits of Hormuz, well, what do they get through the Straits of Hormuz? They haven't until recently. They haven't been moving that much oil through there. Now it's starting to pick up and whatever. They didn't have much to lose in the past. Right, and they had all the oil they needed, so it wasn't, you know, it wasn't the same thing. China must trade. Iran couldn't trade. Their, their their capacity for global trade was restricted up until just recently, and uh, so it made a little bit of sense from their perspective. Maybe they could shut down the Strait of Hormuz, and it wouldn't be like shooting themselves in the foot, because they're not running much through it in the first place, or at least they weren't up until the last year or thereabouts. But, I don't know, China, how do we... China needs to export. I just don't see how they can anticipate. They're going to get control of the South China Sea? It's got to make people... It just can't be good. Well, if it wasn't that important, we wouldn't be sending two battleships over there either. I understand. I, I get that. And for what it's worth... American foreign policy is based on the premise that sea power is the most important. You've got army, land power, and you've got air force, air power. But the government operates on the assumption that sea power is the one that controls and allows our government to basically control much of the world. So they're in it. They believe in sea. They believe absolutely. They're committed to sea power. But again, I don't know, political theater to my mind, and yet it can get out of control. Get out of control, and I now, think this that's... Is like, this is like a couple of boxers at the way of, <laughs> where they start mouthing off to each other, and maybe that's good for business, but once in a while, it gets out of control, and next thing you know, you've got a, you have a brawl at the, at the, at the stage where you have the weigh-in. Um, and and that that's the key. It gets out of control. And well, the question is: Is anybody in control right now? You know, I mean, that's a big question. We pose, we ask that question on this program every so often. Talk about the central banks, the Federal Reserve. Um, are they really in control anymore, or are they just there in the sense that they used to be in control, but they're not anymore? And who is in control right now? It's precisely because things are so unstable, so surprising, 
who is really in control, if anyone? And I think the answer may be no one is really in control. Everybody's got their own, just trying to handle their own little problems is enough for everyone, you know, to consume all our time right now. You start trying to control other people in addition to yourself. And so where do you find the time, the energy, the money? And what do you expect to get out of it? Um, Again, it's not a stable time. Matter of fact, we'll take a break here for some commercial announcements. When we get back, we'll amplify that point that we are very, very unstable right now. The whole world is. And that is an, that creates an opportunity for bad things to happen. I'm Alfred Addis here with Melody Cedarstrom on Financial Survival. We'll be back in a moment. Please stay tuned. afraid of pain. No one wants pain to rule over their life, and you don't want the negative side effects of aspirin, ibuprofen, or prescription drugs. They can lower immunity and cause dependency. Is there a safe alternative? I'm herbalist Wendy Wilson, and I prefer willow bark and meadowsweet herbs to control pain, fever, aches, and inflammation. God's herbs are good, and you won't be disappointed. Call Apothecary Herbs for pain or extra strength pain relief formula, toll free, 866-229-3663. That's 866-229-3663. International, 704-875-8010 or online, thepowerherbs.com. Since the beginning of the United States, kings have sought it, nations have fought for it. It has been traded, borrowed, purchased, and stolen. There is a reason for it. To secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, invest with the security of gold and silver. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Listen to Financial Survival with your host, Melody Cedarstrom, on American Voice Radio Network and Shortwave Radio. Visit DiscountGoldAndSilverTrading.net or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. For the very best in gold and silver trading, call toll-free 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Call now. American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices.
Hi, folks. I'm Alfred Adisker with Melody Cedarstrom on Financial Survival. Program is brought to you by Discount Gold and Silver at 1-800-375-4188 for all your gold and silver coin needs. What's next, Melody? I'd just like to remind the listeners to have them visit our website at dgscoins.com, dgscoins.com, and make sure you sign up for a weekly newsletter. And, of course, you can listen to these programs uh, live and archived. So dgscoins.com. got an article here from Business Insider. Now, Business Insider is a, you know, it's a fairly conservative um, publication. It's, it's not radical. It doesn't appear to be radical. And yet here is, here's the headline for this article, and just the language in the headline suggests it's something unusual. It's not the language I would expect from Business Insider. It says investors everywhere are basically screwed at this point. Now, I would expect something a little less risque. I would expect Business Insider would not say investors everywhere are basically screwed. All right? They say, they're in trouble, they're having a problem. I don't know. There's a bunch of ways you can say it. But the language surprises me. And they go on, they say, global markets are gripped by uncertainty. Brexit has roiled markets while the U.S. election is sure to, uh, to inject more volatility. There is fear of recession on both sides of the Atlantic. Bond yields are at record lows with more than $10 trillion in bond, $10 trillion in bonds, trading with negative yields. 11 now. Yeah, all right, 11. Mm-hmm. Um, here's one of the comments included in the article. Um, everywhere I went, investors pleaded with me to suggest an asset class where they could get double-digit returns, meaning 10% or more. When I told them that the future nominal returns from public equities were more likely to be closer to 5% than 10%, they were disappointed but understood my reasoning. If world real growth were 2% and inflation were 2% and productivity were 1%, 5% is all you're going to get on earnings. And what he's saying here is that it's going to be tough to make a buck, right? And interest rates are going to reflect that fact by staying low for quite a while. And if they do, the probability that folks like you and I can invest in the stock market or whatever, and in the past get six and a half, seven percent on an annual basis for most of the last 30 years, those days are gone. We're going to be lucky. We're going to be lucky to get a couple of percent after inflation. Um, He says there are plenty of long-term challenges. Also, people are living longer. And a smaller number of workers will need to support more retirees. Well, I'm not betting that's going to happen. All right. They're going to have, how are they going to get more people to agree, young people to agree, they need to support more older people? I don't think they're going to want to do it. And the the young people will find a way to beat the taxes. Um, That may put pressure on government entitlement programs leading to tax hikes. Yeah, it might lead to tax hikes, but who wants that? All right? More likely, it's going to lead to repudiation of some of the entitlement promises. Instead of getting 1000 or $1,200 a month, maybe you're only going to get $900 a month on Social Security. We'll watch and see. 
Here's uh, another more points that climate change may have an impact on food production and creates shortages as the population grows. What will cause productivity to rise? With terrorism increasing, we aren't going to have we aren't going to have to spend more money protect aren't we going to have to spend more money protecting ourselves productivity is a big issue and the reason it's an issue is because with all the debt that's been assumed by government for example and corporations if productivity doesn't rise taxes can't rise if productivity doesn't rise corporations can't pay off their debt not as easily as they might have expected And if productivity doesn't rise, government can't increase taxes substantially where the government can deal with its debt. And and the point being is if this debt burden that we're facing, if that debt burden is going to be at least dealt with and maintained at some sort of a tolerable level, as fantastic as the national debt is right now, still they've been able to deal with it up until now. How much longer can they deal with it? Well, they're not going to be able to deal with it, in my opinion, unless they can go deeper into debt. And I don't think they can unless they generate more, more productivity. Henry McVeigh, head of global macro and asset allocation at the private equity firm KKR, has warned of an adult swim-only kind of market, citing high price-to-earning ratios for stocks and low yields on bonds. McKinney Global uh, Institute's researchers estimate that returns over the next 20 years in the United States and Western Europe markets under a slow growth and faster growth scenario. And comparing both, they concluded that in neither case would returns match those of the past 30 years. To show this, consider the impact on a 30-year-old who might be expected to receive a 4.5% real return on his or her blended investment portfolio of equities and fixed income, consistent with the growth recovery scenario, rather than 6.5% consistent with returns over the past 30 years. What he's saying is it appears that the average investor is going to be able to expect 4.5% real return on his investment portfolio over the course of the next 20 years, rather than the 6.5% that people could expect over the past 30 years. Um, To compensate, all else being equal, and especially with no change in life expectancy, that individual would need to work, we're talking about today's individual, to compensate for Average return on investment falling from 6.5% to 4.5%. It means that the in, today's individual would need to work seven years longer or almost double the rate at which he or she saves in order to come up with the same sort of retirement capacity um, that previous generation had over most of the last 30 years. Today's generation will have to work seven and a half years longer or double the rate at which he or she saves. Now, if you're going to double your savings rate, not many people will do that, unless they're desperate. But if they do, it has to slow the economy. Um, And they conclude the article saying, in other words, we're all screwed. 
There's no way of getting out of this. There's so many problems in so many places coming from so many directions. According to Business Insider, we're all screwed. Well, the one point that I would add, this isn't in the article, but I'd say you're not screwed if you're investing in gold or silver. What we've seen in the past six months is not enough to guarantee what we're going to see over the next five years or ten years. But it certainly gives us an indication. It gives us a reason for hope. We're talking about people that are making credible predictions that in the future, investors are going to be lucky to make 4.5% return on their investment. We've made 20% or more so far this year in gold. Now, it doesn't, that doesn't guarantee it's going to continue to do that. It doesn't mean we're going to get 40% for the year, but it is possible. And if gold really starts to fly, there's no telling where it can end. And my point is, well, Business Insider is saying we're all screwed. I'm saying not necessarily if you've invested in gold or silver. You've got a chance to really not just barely get by with maybe 4.5%. You got a chance to get by with double digits, right? And maybe, maybe significant double digits. We'll watch and see. But uh, Business Insider says we're all screwed. I'm sitting here and saying not necessarily. I'm seeing those of you have some gold. Maybe not. You know what's interesting too is in the beginning of that article where it talks about people are are looking for ten plus double-digit returns, Mm -hmm. we live in a world where our dollar is not purchasing what it needs to purchase to where folks need a 10% plus return (laughs) to make up the difference. And this is not going to go away. That is inflation, folks. Your dollar is buying less than what it did yesterday, a year ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 50 years ago. So people need those bigger returns to compensate, and it's not, it won't be there. And That's the point of this. Mm-hmm. The point of this is these, this article from Business Insider lists a litany of problems that are being faced globally, and there doesn't appear to be any solution on the horizon. We're not in a situation where, well, we're having trouble, but the U.S. economy will pull the whole world like a locomotive and we will return to prosperity. Not likely to happen. China's not likely to do it. Who else is likely to do it? Plus, we got crazy things happening, like people are building islands out in the South China Sea in order to claim jurisdiction or jurisdiction. Well, sovereignty over parts of the ocean that they could not have claimed in the past, at least not under existing law. So, and that's just one example. You have Syria, um, problems in Libya. Where do we see peace? Russia, Europe, immigrants, illegal aliens, robots. Does anyone see cause for optimism and celebration here? And it's not just... Again, it's not, it's not a matter of trying to promote pessimism. But it is a matter of trying to call a spade a spade and say, look, we've got problems here. And we can sit back and say, well, it had, 
The House of Cards hasn't collapsed yet, and that's true. It hasn't, at least not in this country. But still, you look at all the problems, and you got to admit that House looks that House of Cards looks awfully shaky. All right, and we can't be surprised if something happens to it. And in the midst of that kind of uncertainty and instability, how many investments are there that you feel confident about, other than gold and silver? And you know what, Al? They talk about a four and a half percent return in the stock market, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. At one point in time, all you had to do was put your money in the bank and you would get 6%. So this tells me those rates can't, they won't return to higher levels to where people can put their money in the banks. Before that happens again, before they're able to raise rates to a level to offset the risk, and that's what you're doing. You're, you're, You're changing your risk. You're once... Your one time, your money was safe in the bank, and you got 6%. Now you had to convert it into shares, which created more risk for you. They will have to default on their debt because she can't raise rates in the world that we live in today. And not significantly. We've seen a raise. To, no, my, I'm talking about the 6 and 7%. I'm talking about the 6 and 7% we used to get on our money. You're not yeah. going to see that until we default on our currency. That's exactly right. The reason they can't raise that interest rate, probably the single most important reason why they can't raise that interest rate is because if they do, the government can't afford to continue borrowing. If the government can't borrow, how is it going to provide, how is it going to keep the promises, the debts that it's promised to pay? I mean, they have been borrowing more money and rolling it over to pay existing debt. If the interest rate goes up, their behavior, their conduct indicates that they know they're in deep, deep trouble. They can't allow it, which is more evidence that we are very vulnerable right now. And I think I heard discussions where Donald Trump talks about renegotiating the bonds. Yeah, but can't. You can't do that. Do you really? I mean, you can. It's a matter of, well, what are you doing then? You're defaulting. It's not just you're defaulting. I mean, legally, technically, well, objectively, well. <laughs> yeah, it's a default. But legally, if you restructure, it's a situation where if I owe you $10,000, but I say we need to renegotiate this debt, Melody, and I can only pay you 5000 But if you don't want to take, if you don't want to accept the $5,000 haircut, and I only give you 5000 out of the 10000 I owe, then I just won't pay you anything. That's exactly right. And that's what they call that restructuring. Restructuring. <laughs> it's done. Don Corleone called it making them an offer that they couldn't refuse. refuse. Right? It wasn't an offer. It was a it was an outright extortion with a gun pointed to their head. And this is the same thing that's going on. They want to restructure. You know, I've talked about this a bunch of times on the program, but if we're going to restructure debt, what's going to happen? If we cancel the debt, we we cancel the correlative paper debt instruments. The government comes back and says, well, we owe these bonds. All right, have bonds that are denominated in these paper debt instruments, and we need to restructure them. And we need to restore, we've got, we've got $20 trillion in national debt, and we want to restructure it by half. All right, suppose that's what they wanted to do. 
<clears throat> when they restructure and they say instead of paying twenty trillion, we're only going to pay ten trillion. Guess what? They've just wiped out ten trillion dollars in paper wealth. They can't cancel the debts without wiping out the correlative amount of paper wealth. We take that out, and how? where does this bank going to find collateral to lend for the next factory, the next shopping center, the next home, the next flat-screen TV or car? They can't get rid of the paper debt instruments without crippling this economy, which means you can't restructure the debt. Well, I'm not saying it can't be done, but I'm saying you can't do it without consequence. If all you had to do is just say, oh, we're not going to pay that debt. Huh. Here, let's go, let's go through the checkbook, and let's see. I'm going to check off all the checks in my checkbook that I'm not going to pay this month, Melody. See, I got the utility mm-hmm. bill, the mortgage payment, the car payment. Well, guess what? I'm, just those, I'm not going to pay those. Guess what? That just means that the, that the utility company just lost the $300 for the utility, and the car payment lost $300 on the car, and the, all of them, they're losing. The money's disappearing. Can't cancel the debt without cor- canceling correlative paper wealth. And, and that's how- your money, ladies and gentlemen. That's your money. You're well, going to lose. Yeah, your wealth. You're going to lose your wealth. Yeah, that's it. And people don't, under, people don't get it to the point that they should, but we'll talk about it later. We'll understand it. We're going to all understand it. Well, we'll get it. it. Yeah, they'll it get might it. It's a little bit mysterious now, but I'm going to guarantee you within the next couple of years, everyone listening to this program right now will be, a much, more, will be much more expert at understanding economics because we're going to have reasons. The whole country and the whole world are going to have reasons to learn that subject. We'll take a break for a couple of uh, commercials. Melody and I will be right back. Please stay tuned. count high, half of all men over 50 have an enlarged prostate. You can shrink your prostate without harmful drugs or risky surgery. The secret to healing the prostate is to cleanse the prostate and the liver. Call Apothecary Herbs to ask about the prostate kit for a comprehensive way to heal and soothe your prostate. Educate yourself on how easy it can be to disinfect, cleanse, and restore your prostate gland. Call Apothecary Herbs for the prostate kit and successfully reduce swelling, inflammation, dissolve stones, and cleanse the blood to obtain the results you need. Money-back guarantee with every purchase. Call the experts in organ cleansing. Call Apothecary Herbs now for the prostate kit and empower yourself. Toll free, 866-229-3663. For international callers, 704-875-8010. That's toll free, 866-229-3663. Or visit the web at thepowerherbs.com. Oops. 
prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Alfred Adisker with Melody Cedarstrom on Financial Survival. What's next, Melody? Well, we had a question come in from a listener. And uh, the question is, if Melody, if you had a home paid for, what would you do or how would you treat the monies tied up? He says he's not looking to buy all metals with it. And he also had some other questions about storage uh, of metals offshore. We'll talk about that one in a little bit. Uh, but he thought perhaps we could cover this area of questions. Uh, he says for the small guys, he says questions that he doesn't hear talked about. So we appreciate your your question, Charles. And again, we're not financial planners, but um, you know, Al and I were talking about it during the break. And if I had a home free and clear. Um, there's some things that, in order to answer this question fully, I don't know your age, if you're retired, if you're working, if you have an income. So these are a lot of things that would come into play as far as uh, uh, answering your questions. You know, as a rule of thumb, if you're looking to pull some money out of equity out of your home, uh, if you need a new roof or something like that, if you wanted to buy gold and silver, but you, what you don't want to do is to pull more out than what you can afford. You know, and as, as you mentioned out during the break, you want to do something productive with That's it. exactly right. You don't want to yes. take you don't want to take out a second mortgage on your home after it's paid off so you can take that vacation you've always dreamed of. Yeah. Now is not the time to be frivolous with whatever wealth you've accumulated. Now is the time if you want to take out from my perspective. All right? Other people have different opinions. I'm not telling you who's right or wrong. But from my perspective, if I were going to take out a second mortgage on a house, I would be using that money. I would invest that money in something productive. It could be a factory. It could be tools. It could be something that's going to make some money, and it could be gold and silver. And from my perspective, I have more confidence in gold and silver going up more rapidly than whatever price I'm going to have to pay on on the second mortgage. Because remember, I don't know what interest you'd be paying on your second mortgage. So, you know, the costs do add up. 
And you always have to look at worst-case scenario. If you purchase something, uh, you want to make sure that you can always sell it to pay. If you have a problem, that you can sell it and pay off your mortgage. So um, it's always good to be debt-free. Um, but if, you, if you're working and you're able to pay it off in case of worst-case scenario, you have no problems making the payments and you want to dabble a little bit, you know, just be careful with what you invest. As Al said, you know, don't take that vacation to uh, Italy or Greece at this point in time. <laughs> Not a good thing to do. And he also had a question about a metals offshore. How does a person move metal to offshore? My idea, you don't. It's that simple. Well, I don't doubt it can be done. And there's people. It can be done. There's a lot yeah. of people who do it. But how does it benefit you? Unless you're going, unless you have access to it, what benefits does it provide you? Well, you're, here's the idea behind moving metal offshore. I know the idea. It's I because know the they idea. don't trust the government, and they think the United States government will seize your gold. So they're going to move it offshore someplace. And my perspective on this is that if the United States government starts seizing people's gold, if that ever happens, I'm going to guarantee you that virtually every other country in the world is going to probably follow suit. And well, say, well, the United States is seizing gold. We'll seize gold. And it's if not you only that, Al. A foreign country, what guarantee do you have that that country won't seize your gold? It's not only that, Al. If our government seizes gold, that gold will not be allowed back into the states. So it's just going to be sitting there. And how is that going to help you? And you're right. Those governments will seize it also. I mean, look at Switzerland now. They're mm-hmm. giving up people's names. Look down Panama. You know, they're going to all these tax haven places. Where is it really safe? The only place your gold and silver is safe is physical delivery. And wherever you hide it. Wherever you live, that's where it should be. Now, if you're a multimillionaire and you've got a couple million dollars in gold and you want to shore some of it offshore to diversify your risk, I don't have a problem with that. You know, but the guy who has a hundred grand or five hundred thousand dollars, no, that is not for you. You have to have multiple million dollars of gold if you want to diversify your your risk a little bit in your storage facilities. You know that that's up to you. But I would also suggest that if you're going to store it someplace, you should also be able to have quick access to it. You know that meaning that you can get there very quickly. And if you have a couple of million dollars, three, four, five million dollars in gold, I guarantee you, you have access to travel quite freely uh, to various parts of the world. So, and you always have to look to worst case scenario. You don't have to keep all of your gold close at hand, but you got to keep enough close at hand where worst case scenario, you can reach exactly. it, right? You can put three quarters, you've got enough gold, want to put three quarters of it or whatever percentage in you know, some vault that's across the state line, across the international border. If that's what you want to do, fine. But make sure you keep enough close at hand. And make where sure in case you have. you have to make a trip to get the rest, get at the rest of your gold, you've got something to pay the airfare or the boat fare or however it's going to be done. But you got to have something. You know, it's like having a fire extinguisher. Um, you should keep one around the house. Same thing with gold. In the I, attic, in the basement, in the backyard, in the vacant lot, somewhere. I have clients who have significant amounts of gold and silver. They buy a safe strong mm-hmm. enough to hold it. And uh, again, you can 
you know, break it up a little bit for storage. But uh, for most cases, the guy who gold and silver really benefits for owning, you're not going to have enough. You know, as I said, $100,000, $500,000, up to a million, you keep it close at hand. So what's next, Al? Oh, I don't know. What, what is next? Here's, uh, here's an article from uh, CNBC talking about China. And it says, China's got outflows, meaning outflows of currency, but does anyone know why? And they go through an article, China's foreign exchange reserves fell to $3.19 trillion in May, the lowest since December of 2011, down $28 billion from the previous month and the largest monthly drop since February. China's foreign exchange reserves are falling. All right? There is an outflow of capital from China. Now, question is, why is this happening? And they offer a couple of interesting, they offer a couple of possible explanations, but they don't agree on why it's happening. I think the way you can f- to figure out what's happening, China's money is flowing out from its foreign reserves. Where is it going? Is it merely being parked? In, they, they are taking their yuan out of their foreign reserves, or perhaps even foreign currencies. Are they merely parking it in a foreign bank? Are they investing it in a foreign stock market? Are they putting that foreign reserve that they did have, are they putting it into something like land? And my point is, if we know what they're putting the money into, then we can pretty much deduce what their reason is. And I'm looking at it from the perspective that people in positions of power, people in positions of wealth, have been moving money out of China perhaps because they anticipated that there was going to be a significant devaluation of the of yuan. Right? They didn't want to keep holding yuan in China because they figured uh, the circumstances, people in positions of power, in a position to know, they figured the yuan is going to be devalued. They didn't want to suffer that loss. So they said, let's get the yuan, get it out of China, move it over into Canada and buy some land. Move it into the United States and buy some land. Move it into Europe and buy some land. Buy gold. Buy something tangible that will not be affected by a devaluation of the yuan. And the the implication behind this is the article says um, they refer to uh, foreign foreigners uh, have been buying renminbi-denominated assets. This is an offset to the outflow. I'm looking at it like this. I think the insiders in China understood that it was time to get out. The foreigners were still jumping in. Some of them were saying, yeah, China's still a hot market. The Chinese that were there said, no, we're not. We're getting out of here. The wealthy Chinese anticipating a significant devaluation in the yuan moved their yuan out of China and used them to purchase tangible assets that were less vulnerable to monetary devaluation. The currency flowing out of Japan, out of China, excuse me, may be tantamount to rats leaving a sinking ship, and it's evidence that the insiders think something's going to happen to the currency and it will be devalued further. And that's speculation, but that's that's my speculation du jour, Melody. Good. 
You're hmm. always a good speculator. I am well, always a good speculator. Well, China's currency has already been falling. Uh, I know. They're and doing, it may you know, be through, more. The Brex, through the Brexit, you know, where everybody was focused on Brexit, and their currency dropped. I mean, it was, what, 5% or something. So um, not a lot of news when that was going on. It was just kind of well, what's very the quiet. What's the side of China devaluing its currency? Relatively speaking, the dollar has to go up. If it's, again, got that teeter-totter thing going on, if China is devaluing, then the American dollar is deflating. should be. Right? I don't mean that it's absolutely one for one and the rest of that, but that should be the effect. If China's value, currency is devaluing, uh, the dollar should be uh, def- should be deflating, growing more valuable, which is terrible for the government. It means they have to pay off the debt in bigger, more valuable dollars. It puts pressure on the government and all debtors if you go into if you go into deflation. So, uh, this report on China is kind of interesting. If you just sit back and look at it from a distance, but when you think about it, it also has impact that can't be good. It can't be what our government wants, or at least it shouldn't be in my opinion. They can't want deflation because they are so indebted. They can't deal with inflation. They have to have inflation, inflation. And every time China or the European Union or with the Euro or anywhere else, when they suffer inflation, that inflation is almost always measured against the U.S. dollar. Their their inflation translates into our deflation. Our deflation means we can't sell as many products, and the debtors are push, our debtors are pushed closer to bankruptcy because they have to pay their debts with more valuable dollars. So, what are you going to do? We are caught in a world where you can't just mind your own business. You are going to be assaulted, afflicted, surprised, and perhaps impoverished by things that are happening in foreign countries that you, if, if you're fairly mature, for most of your life, what they did in foreign countries was, was kind of irrelevant to what happened here in this country. At the moment, that's no longer true. China is going to devalue its currency. Strange things are going to happen around the world, not just in China. They're going to happen here in the United States, and not necessarily good things. And on top of everything else, even the devaluation, the inflation of the Chinese currency. They're doing it at the same time the European Central Bank is trying to inflate the euro. And the Federal Reserve has tried its level best to inflate the dollar. And virtually the whole world is arguing they're caught in this currency war where they're trying to argue that their currency is worth less than the other guy's currency, and he's arguing no, mine is worth less. And as they inflate, inflate, devalue, 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 we head toward global hyperinflation, and we head toward the demise of fiat currencies. And if we have a fiat currencies, if the fiat currencies are going to suffer from if we're going to continue inflating, inflating virtually every currency, fiat currency in the world, if that's going to continue, we're going to get to a point where none of them are worth a red cent. And when the fiat currency is worth less, what do we need the Federal Reserve or the other central banks for? All they do is produce fiat currency. 
if their fiat currency turns out to be valueless, we wind up losing the fiat dollar, the fiat euro, the fiat yuan, yuan and perhaps the central bank of, uh, of the European Central Bank and the United States Federal Reserve. Why do we need the Federal Reserve if they, if they can't produce any more currency that has value? Why, do they, why does Europe need the European Central Bank? <clears throat> All of which is just saying, again, as we talked earlier in the program, we live in interesting times. We live in unstable and potentially dangerous times, and it's incumbent on each of us to try to prepare against the off chance that we're going to see something serious and adverse take place in the near future. If you, if you think that's a legitimate possibility, you know, get yourself some food, water, guns, ammo, gold, and silver. Stock up. Get ready. Those who don't will wish they did. We're out of time. I want to thank all of you for listening. Melody and I will be back tomorrow. In the meantime, the good Lord bless you, me, Melody, and Frank, the producer. Bye-bye. I work all night. I work all day to pay the bills I have to pay. There never seems to be a single penny left for me. That's too bad. In my dreams, I have a plan. If I got me a wealthy man, I wouldn't have to work at all. I'd fool around and have a heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. Their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. AVR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. I 
would like to tell you about the only truly natural dog and cat food I have found anywhere. Most all companies add a synthetic vitamin mineral pack to their dry or kibble food. Nature's logic is different. With all natural ingredients and nothing man-made added, their owner, Scott Freeman, worked for another pet food company but decided he wanted to do things right. So he started Nature's Logic. You can check them out at natureslogic.com. You will find online and local stores where you can find their products. I spent a lot of time trying to find an all-natural pet food, and Nature's Logic was the only one out there. Give your pets the best and check out naturelogic.com. Your pets will be glad you did. They also have many other natural pet products to try. that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. show guys this is my live show for Wednesday the 29th day of June 2016 it is four minutes past the hour and you are listening right here on the American Voice radio network now you can go to the American Voice uh, dot com or American Voice radio dot com that's usually how you get to the website but now as we're all aware or we should be uh, Frank is doing you know he's doing some work and some maintenance and some upgrades and all that with uh with his websites, which includes the chat room. So uh, those of you that are in the chat room, you already know how to get to these places. Those of you that are listening but aren't in chat, uh, I guess you're, you know, you're going to figure it out too. But anyway, Frank's working on all that. 
uh, I want I'd like to thank him also for doing it. He's putting in a lot. I'm sure he's putting in a lot of hard work. I mean, I can't even imagine him cause I'm not a computer guy, but just wanted to give a shout out to Frank. Uh, cause I, I appreciate it. I really do. Especially the chat room. It's such a cool feature. And <laughs> you know, I don't know if you guys knew this or not, but like on my days off, now don't tell anybody, but on my days off, I'm kind of an AVR junkie. Okay. So I kind of like my chat room and, like to go in there and interact and, and so forth. And uh, I listen to all the other programs as well. So, okay. At any rate, uh, this is the American Voice Radio Network. And secondly, I have a website, conditioncriticalshow.com. And, you know, you really need to go there because I'm going to talk about uh, the article that I wrote last night first. And what I'm going to do for those of you in the chat room to make it easy, uh, and I, I'm going to really, uh, you know, encourage you uh, to follow along here. Hold on there. I just posted a link to my latest article uh, that I'm going to talk about. Uh, one other, let's see, administratively, there is a call-in number, 1-800-932-1980. That's 1-800-932-1980. Uh, you can call in. Frank will put you on the air, ask questions, do whatever. It'd be great to hear from someone, uh, but it's not uh, obviously a, a requirement. Uh, I do want to kind of get right on with it today. I uh, I have overly prepared once again. I have a lot of stuff, and I really want to try and get through, uh, you know, some of it. So let's just get right into some things. Uh, you know, my theme last week, guys, uh, on or my last Wednesday show at least, was we're falling off the edge of the world, and we really are. And as a matter of fact, that's the headline to my latest article, guys. We're falling off the edge of the off the edge of the world, and why I say that is. I mean, just pick a headline, and I've said it before, just pick a headline, pick any headline. And I don't know if last week, now, you know, my weeks are different because of my days that I work, which I'll get into that too, hopefully, but before the end of the show. Uh, but my weeks are a little different. So when I reference like last week or this week or something like that, just it's, I'm just kind of generally speaking for my own purposes there. But it just seemed to me last week that the news was not necessarily and it's bad. I mean, don't get me wrong because it's always bad, but it was a little more than that. It, it was a little more than that. Ne negative. Yeah. It's kind of always negative, but if you read my article, it was even more than that because sometimes the news is, is, you know, disgusting. It's uh, depressing. It, it, and it, it just, and I don't mean that in a, you know, in a, too much of a psychological or psychiatric sense, but I don't know. It just was. So what am I talking about? Well, you know, there was a couple of things last week, and, I, and let's just get right on with it. The, the, the headline of my article on my blog is we're falling off the edge of the world. Now, as we all know, the Supreme Court last week uh, overturned, what's it? Here, the headline actually is Supreme Court strikes down abortion restrictions. Okay. And, you know, that's, that's one thing. And, and now, again, if you go to my article, that's one thing. Because when I went to the article, I mean, what's kind of one of the first things that you see? Uh, well, you see, there's a couple of pictures. If you, if you go to my article and you click on the link for the headline there, you'll, you'll come to this, and it's from the USA Today. And as a matter of fact, let me just on another device pull that up, uh, guys, so we can stay in continuity here. Here it is. I'm looking at it. And the first thing that I saw, really... You know, because you see these people that hold up these signs, right? You know, like these protesters, no, like, hold up signs. Well, here's a sign. I love abortion providers. You know, I saw that, and I thought, 
I'm looking at the person holding up that sign, and I'm going, what? I, I mean, I love abortion providers. What, what does that say about us as a nation? What does that say about us as a people? Who would say that? Because if you look at my article, and let me just read from it, because maybe it's just a little easier. And I'll just kind of read from my own article here, guys. And this is how it starts off. It's not easy trying to write an article such as this. And it wasn't, guys. Because in the act of doing so, there is so much that is not only negative, but disgusting as well. I mean, it's not as if the act of abortion alone isn't revolting enough. But then you see, and I reference this person or categorize this person, and actually there's two of them, as a jack wagon. You know, you see people like this. And when I saw it, and it's like, my God, my God, how revolting, you know, to, to, to hold a sign up like that, right? How revolting. And then below that, there's another uh, jack wagon holding up a sign. Now, I'm going to read from this sign, and I just want to be very clear here that it is kind of vulgar. I mean, it's at least, it, it's at least, well, it's offensive. It is highly offensive. But this is, this is where we are. I mean, again, it's one thing to hold up a sign that says, I love, I love my local abortion provider. That's another one that someone's holding up or the one that this jack wagon, and it's a black female, she's holding it up proudly above her head. I love my, you know, abortion providers. I'm like, I, that doesn't even make sense to me. Why would you, okay, so here's another jack wagon. Now, this is a young white female. Now, again, guys, I'm only reading from the sign. This is not my slogan. But this just, this just shows you that we're falling off the edge of the world and, and how utterly, utterly, deranged these people are here's what it says here's the what it says this sign that this young white female is holding up are you ready jesus isn't a dick so keep him out of my vagina that's what the sign says that this white young and i apologize for that believe me that wasn't easy for me to say because it's not easy for me to read it distresses me greatly it distresses me. It, it's unbelievable to me. Okay, I'll continue on with my own article. And it, and it just continues. Perhaps I'm not as smart as, you know, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, you know, kind of ad-lib my own article here, so bear with me. Perhaps I'm not as smart as our esteemed members of the Supreme Court, all of whom so casually rule over our everyday lives and apparently our deaths meaning abortion, right? I mean, because that's what it's all about. Because one would think, now here's the thing, guys, because one would think that even the most ardent, the most ardent pro-choice activists would feel as though less abortions would at least be a good thing, right? I mean, don't you think? I mean, if not ideal, and then I went on to say, I know, wishful thinking. But think about that. I mean, wouldn't you think that the most ardent pro-choice person, right, they're just pro-choice. They're, they're not, they're, they're right? I, I'm not going to qualify them any further than that, because that's wrong, too. But you would think even the most ardent pro-choice person would think, you know what, it, but it's still kind of not a good idea. You know, I, it would be ideal if we had less of these. Not more, is my point. But these people, they want more. They're proud of it. They just march in, I guess. Just whatever. It's unbelievable. Now, I'm not in the chat room. I don't know what's going on in there. I'll get to the chat room here in a second. If you guys are commenting in the chat room, I apologize. I'm on a different screen reading from my article. 
Now, this is going to be kind of twofold because I'm shifting gears. I'm going to shift gears a little bit here. We're still on the topic of abortion, but there's going to be some uh, gun talk coming up now, some gun rights talk and all that sort of thing, because, see, that's been in the news lately, too. And so as I thought last night as I was reading this article, again, I'll just reiterate, you know, I just said to myself, I mean, geez, even the most ardent pro-choice, right? You would think that that person would want less abortions. So imagine now, if you will, okay, imagine if you will, uh, like I said, you know, in my article, I go on the other hand, and I went on to say, imagine if you will, the most ardent, now get, now follow me, imagine the most ardent pro-gun activist, right, or just a gun activist. Right, like a pro-gun, like a pro-Second Amendment activist, say, standing outside of the Supreme Court, right, like these, some of these goofballs are, you know, and they're holding a sign up. Let's just say you have one. He's holding a sign up. Let's say his sign said something like, I love my local gun shop because I like to kill people. Do you, th- where do you, do you think that there would be some outrage? First of all, first of all, that would be a ridiculous thing to say. That would be completely crazy and extreme. And and, 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 and just stupid, right? But it's the same thing. I mean, is there any difference? You have some proud black female and another young white female proudly holding up signs that say pretty much the same thing, right? No, no, that would be wrong too. But again, imagine, if you will, uh, somebody holding up a sign like that, you know? Imagine the outrage I went on to say, you know? Now, I'm going to close out my own article here, okay? And I added a couple of links to this, so you should check it out. I said, I, you know, I want people to ponder this, and I stated it like this. Put this in your pipe and smoke it. Now, check this out, guys. Abortion is nothing more than the taking of a human life 100% of the time. Now, some would call it murder. I would be one of them. Okay, so 100% of the time, it's the taking of the kid. There's no... A margin there, right? There's not, you know, an abortion is what it is. A 100% of the time, you're dead. The baby's dead. You're dead. There's no, well, we didn't quite get it all with the shop back. No. 100% of the time, right? 100% of the time. So I made myself clear, right? Where, and then I went on to say, whereas owning a gun is not, right? And then I went on to ask, so now who's the extremist? Because see, like I said, abortion 100% of the time, it's murder. Owning a gun, th- what? How, you know, how, how, you know, how, how many, you know, and again, even the most ardent pro-gun person out there wants to see less uh, criminal or negligent deaths by, you know, committed by firearms. It doesn't, first of all, it doesn't do our side any good, right? You know, when we ha- when these shootings happen, and look, there were a couple today, I don't have the headlines, I, there was one at some courthouse in Arizona, I think yesterday, and there was, I think, one today. I mean, when I see those, I go, look, man, these, I'm checking the time, these, these aren't good for our side. They, they're just not. And I understand that things happen, and that we can't, you know, you, obviously you can't, you know, regulate that. And it, there's no way to legislate or regulate morality or common sense or any of that stuff, you know. But at the same time, look, it's obvious, okay, that I'm pretty ardent. Second Amendment dude, right? But I, that doesn't. But I wonder who who doesn't want to see you know less. And I, I and I qualify it you know you know this way on purpose. When I say this, I, I'm going to categorize it or 
whatever as like criminally negligent or negligent deaths or whatever, you know, uh, unnecessary or whatever like that. Okay. I'm not saying like I think happened uh, yesterday or maybe the day before, and this happened in Portland or maybe it was Salem, uh, Oregon, uh, a woman came home with her kids. I don't know. It was like zero dark 30. And there was an intruder in her, in her son's bedroom even. And she, she shot him and killed him. So that's, Appropriate. I mean, uh, that's appropriate. You have a right to defend yourself and, and, and all that. And so the government simply can't take that from you. But you know what? They are, you know, because, look, I'm going to play some audio here, and I'm probably not going to get to it in the first uh, segment here. Uh, so, I'm, but, but I am going to play some audio, and I have, you know, this woman you're going to hear. This woman, her name is Rachel Bell. She is a complete freaking moron and what she did what what she did okay she thinks she's being cute and clever she she tried to play undercover and go into a gun shop just see how easy it is to buy a gun because she read some article some reporter in philadelphia that said i went into a gun shop and in seven minutes i walked out with an ar-15 and to her that's outrageous right to her it's oh that's that's an outrage and uh, who needs those and blah 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 right but now just getting back to the abortion side of it, she had a comment, and I don't have this audio available. She had a comment because they were talking about this ruling on this station that I have to endure. And it really, it, it, I even told my wife, I said, man, I don't know why I turned that on. I called her on my way to work, and now I'm in a bad mood. Anyway, it's when something like, because they were talking about this, there was these other two jack wagons. They, this is from the Ron and Don show, okay, and they were talking about this. And one of the guys was trying to be kind of moderate about the Supreme Court ruling, right? Uh, about like our side, for instance, he's saying something like, okay, Rachel, he's there. I mean, do you kind of not see the, the other side or something like that? I mean, do you not kind of see it? Do you have not have like some kind of respect for the other side? You know, that, I mean, they have like a, a point of view in this and that as well. She's like, no, no, absolutely not. I'm completely offended and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, see, they don't want to hear it. They, when it, become, when it comes to abortion, they have no reason. They, they have no common sense, right? None. But see, we, on the other hand, you know, do, on the other hand, have common sense. Now, when it gets into whole, the whole gun, uh, you know, rights, and, and, you know, and, and all of that. So anyway, I just kind of wanted to set it up. Because what I believe that this woman did now, now I'm going back and forth somewhat here, because the audio that I have is going to be of her going into this gun shop up here in Renton, Washington, Okay, and here's the thing. Now, I am going to play it, and as a matter of fact, I may as well just get right to it. But first, let me say this as you hear it, and I hope my audio levels are good. So, Frank, if you have to chime in or do something in, in Yahoo Messenger to let me know about the audio levels, please do so. Here's what I believe, though, before you, I, I let you guys listen, or I'm, not, I didn't say that right before I play it, is that, in my opinion, she was about to do something illegal because she was already she already lied or, or or you know she already lied about who she was she already was misrepresenting herself right when she went in to do this right but this jack wagon idiot see this is how stupid they are you have to fill out a back you know you can't just go in and buy their background checks right they're the ones that want them so this guy smoked her out but see she was prepared to lie and i'm thinking where was she going to lie on the 44, I think it's the form 4473, was she going to do that? Because she came very close to doing it. And then what? There, Miss Bell, you would have got yourself thrown right into jail because you're a retard. You got me? You're a retard. 
Okay, now again, I'm not in the chat room, and I do have time to play this audio. Let me see what's going on. Uh, okay, what? Okay. Uh, I hope everybody's following along with me here today. Let me play this uh, audio, guys. Let me see. It, it's about right where it needs to be, so just listen and bear with me. Chabelle tried to buy a gun. She is not a gun owner. She wondered uh, how long would it take to buy a similar type firearm that was used in the magazine that was used in a place like Orlando, Florida. Speaking of Orlando, Florida. So we'll get to that. First, let's get to this. uh, Up to where it needs to be. All right, our second story comes to us as a reaction from Orlando as well. And Rachel Bell uh, went out and tried to see if she could walk in and buy a gun. Test, 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 one, two. I don't own a gun. I've actually never even held a gun. So I was feeling really out of my element, sitting in my car down the block from Pinto's Gun Shop in Renton, getting ready to go in as an undercover journalist to see how fast I could buy a gun. I clipped a small lavalier microphone to my collar, slid the wire under my clothes, and tucked my digital recorder into my pocket. Before I got out of the car, I tested my levels. Testing my levels. Test, 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 one, two. I was wondering if I could buy a gun today. Just days after the deadly Orlando Club massacre, Daily News columnist Helen Ubina wrote an article titled, I bought an AR-15 semi-automatic rifle in Philly in seven minutes. Without a concealed carry permit or any training, Ubinas was able to buy a gun very similar to the one the shooter used. Her thoughts on her speedy purchase? Quote, it's obscene. Horrifying. It's obscene. Horrifying. It's obscene. Buying a gun legally is obscene and horrifying. But waltzing into an abortion clinic and getting a human being freaking vacuumed out of your womb is not? I rest my case. Nervous and pretty unprepared, I walked into Pinto's gun shop and was greeted by a friendly ginger-bearded employee. Hi. Hi. Good. How are you? Yeah. And I just walked right in. I wanted to get something that I could get today. Um, Okay. What what kind of things can I buy today on the spot? Uh, Guys, I am not a seasoned undercover journalist. And as you will hear, I am also not a very good actor. We're, we're talking about a gun. Oh, yes, yes. Okay, yeah. okay. Uh, well, I mean, you can buy... He explained that I could buy any long gun, a rifle or a shotgun, right then and there. To take home a handgun, I'd need a concealed permit, or I'd have to wait a few days. Okay. What about the AK-15? Do you guys carry those? Uh, it, it, look, she's not that dumb. I mean, she's an idiot and she's a retard, but she's not that dumb. And, you know, when you act that way, you know, it, it does make you look like, it, you know, like a retard. And she knows what she, she knows. When they, when they say it wrong like that, they know. They're just trying to be flippant and they think they're being cute. But it's neither. More like an AR-15. AR. See, I'm really yeah. good at this. I know or, the names of things. Or an AK-47. <laughs> I, I should have a gun, clearly. Um, <laughs> can you just show me something? Sure. Okay. If you're cringing right now, please believe that I am cringing more. The too loud girlish laughter, calling the gun by the wrong name. I was so nervous, you guys. Walking into a gun store and pretending you want to buy a gun on the spot is much harder than it sounds. The gun shop employee asked me if the gun was for home protection. I said yes, and he suggested a 20-gauge shotgun. That's the one you stand on your porch and you scare people with, where you're like, get off my lawn, kind of like that. Yeah. You know, that that sounds... By this time, with all our chit-chat, I was well beyond the seven-minute mark. So I decided to speed things up. Yeah, let's, let's... 
Let's do this one. Just go through the process, and I can give you my ID. Okay. Is that cool? Yeah. Now, okay. so you have you ever shot this? No, I okay. haven't. Okay. <laughs> so why why are you interested in doing this, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah, I think just because of what's been going on in the news, and it just seems like a lot of people are wanting protection, and I don't know, it just seems kind of like something that might be a good idea. For okay. I mean, I definitely would do a class. I okay. wouldn't trust myself to just right. have this. Um, or for my husband. I mean, how does that Yep, I made up a husband. Husbands use guns, right? I asked him how long it would take to do my background check and ring me up. He said it wouldn't take long. So really, like, it could be out of here in, like, five minutes if we did it? Well, it's probably not that quick. Okay. I mean, there was a there was a journalist who did a, did a piece on, you know, how she went into a gun shop and bought, a, bought an AR in seven minutes. Yeah, like that. yeah. I mean, we've already been talking for five minutes. Right, so right, right. I, I, yeah, I, I saw I, that. All right. I, I, well, apparently he also read Helen Uvina's article. The thing is, I didn't actually want to buy this gun. I wanted to do the background check to see how long it would take. And then right up to the very minute when I was going to have to purchase it, I would say I changed my mind. But apparently it doesn't work like that. Here at our shop. Well, there you go. See, there you go. Okay, so maybe at the end of the day, this would, it was a good learning experience for this half of a retard. But you know what? I kind of doubt it because we're not, no, we're, she's not going to change her mind. She's not going to change her mind. She's too much of an idiot. Okay. I think she went on to say in the article, in this uh, interview, or this whatever you want to call it, or at least I think I read it somewhere, but I think it was in the audio, went on to say something like, uh, you know, it's all you need to do, uh, you know, something about needing ID and, and, and whatever and, and, and a friend and name or something. I forget how it went. You know, and, and I, you know, I'm not, I'm trying to have a hard time connecting this to what I want to say. Uh, but you at least need that. Yeah. You, I mean, you at least need those kind of a things to, to, you know, to, to buy a gun legally. Right. Okay. Fine. Great. Right. But see, to get an abortion, I mean, you don't have to give your name or anything. You can remain completely anonymous. I mean, you want to talk about something easy to do? You want to talk about something that is obscene and horrifying, that is extremely, as a matter of fact, too easy to do, and that is waltz into an abortion clinic and get an abortion. You don't need to tell them who you are, where you live. You don't need insurance. You don't need anything. You just need to have a fetus in your belly. You just need to be a pregnant woman. And you go in, and they'll be happy to freaking suck that baby right out of your womb with a shop back. Yep, they'll be happy to murder that child. You don't need to provide any details. So what, again, it's getting close. What I ask you, I beg of this country out there, I beg of you, you people, what is, what is truly more obscene? And, and the answer is obvious. The answer is obvious. But these people, they're going, they're going to hell. You know, they can, hey, maybe at the last minute, you know, they can apologize, you know, and ask for, for God's forgiveness. I'm not a pastor here. But I'm, you know, I'm not a Bible scholar here, but geez, I don't know, man. I don't know. We're coming up on the break. Before we go into the break, I'm going to read to you a Bible verse. It's from Jeremiah. Jeremiah 1, chapter 1, verse 5. Before I formed thee in thy belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of thy womb, I sanctified thee, and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. That's out of the King James uh, Bible, and I hope I said it right. God knows who these, God knows, the, it's, it's, a, it's a human being, people, you, you idiots that are out. It's a human being. You understand? 
You're murdering someone. See you after the break.
realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. AVR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. Since the beginning of the United States, kings have sought it, nations have fought for it. It has been traded, borrowed, purchased, and stolen. There is a reason for it. To secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, invest with the security of gold and silver. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Listen to Financial Survival with your host, Melody Cedarstrom, on American Voice Radio Network and Shortwave Radio. Visit DiscountGoldAndSilverTrading.net or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. For the very best in gold and silver trading, call toll-free 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Call now. shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific.
there you go. Some good old Southern hard rock. Welcome back, guys. Second half of the first hour of the Condition Critical Show. I'm your host, Jay Shanahan. And you're listening right here on the American Voice Radio Network, guys. So that means you can go there, American Voice Radio or AmericanVoiceRadio.com. Now, one of them will get you to where you need to go. Again, Frank is uh, uh, feverishly uh, updating and doing maintenance on his site and all that stuff. So I'm, I'm confident that you'll get there with either one of those. Uh, and what is it here? It's now uh, 40 minutes past 2 o'clock hour. And again, my live show for Wednesday, 29, 29th day of June 2016. All oh, the music. Yes, that was what? Uh, Leonard Skinner, Whiskey Rock and Roller, and Molly Hatchet, Whiskey Man. I will just comment on my music here uh, briefly. You will see some kind of a theme in my music selection uh, today. And so I'll just kind of let it play out, and then I will uh, kind of maybe see if you guys can figure it out. But anyway, just enjoy the music. Uh, I've talked about, you know, the, you know, the playing of music on my show uh, before. I know that there's, there's kind of, there's an, there's kind of a, a crowd out there, and I respect it, that, you know, thinks that playing the whole song takes up too much time, and it, and, it, and it does, or it can. But, you know, and so I go back and forth. I have faded out. Uh, some of my music at times, but uh, today I'm not going to do that. And going, you know, and, and and so I try not to pick songs that are like 12 minutes long, you know, or or even seven minutes long. But some of them can be five minutes long. But I, uh, for me at least, uh, you know, the music is kind of a is an kind of an important uh, component, if you will, uh, of my show. So okay, let's keep going then. As we left off there, talking about you know abortion and gun rights and all that, I, I left off even before that, with some audio of this jack wagon, uh, Rachel Bell. And Frank made a good point, actually, during the break. Him and I were conversing during the break, so I want to present it and bring it up uh, and give credit where credit's due. Frank made a good point. Because uh, I talked about, you know, she demonstrated, you know, you know, she's going to go in and, you know, and she nearly, you know, I, I would, I, okay, never mind, I'm not going to di- digress too far, but what was I trying to say here? Oh, yeah. See, for them, you know, for them, Hey, you know, it's perfectly okay to go into a gun store and completely misrepresent yourself to try and get, to try and pull a, a gotcha right on somebody, on just some poor, unsuspecting, honest business owner. You know what I'm saying? Honest business owner. And here's just a guy, an honest dude, doing a this is a legal thing. It's just totally right, and she's going in there with completely malicious intent, completely malicious intent, right? And that's okay. That's perfectly fine. But let's say I, okay, I'll just use myself, tried to do that little undercover scheme in, in, in like an abortion clinic. Guess what? Uh-uh. See, no, that's wrong. Uh, that's wrong. They're going to, you know, the Justice Department's going to investigate you. The IRS is going to audit you. We can't have that. And that look, that's already played out, right? Remember, that's already played out. Those two guys, what was it, uh, I think that was either late last year or earlier this year or, or last summer. I forget. You guys remember when those two or three guys went into like a, you know, Planned Parenthood and, you know, got this, the, the skinny okay on them, you know, like just like selling baby parts, you know, uh, actually taking orders for the baby parts. Oh, it's okay. He needs a liver and we need this and blah, blah, right? That's totally okay. Okay. Let's move on now, because the second part of this ar- this article that I wrote. Now let me go to it. Was 
Because look, now, see, the Supreme Court said that the reason they overturned this was because it puts too many restrictions and it's inconveniencing these women unduly and blah, 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 right? And blah, blah, blah. They're wrong. They're completely wrong. And, and they haven't been wronger, if I can say that, if that's correct grammar. But see, but they came out with another ruling, and this just proves, this just proves their, their, uh, their hypocrisy or their, their lack of understanding of, of, you name it. Let me just go to this article, and this is off my blog now. I, it's attached to my blog, uh, and I'm probably going to regret loading this on my uh, computer because it's going to, so I'm not going to do that. Let me... Uh, go, because when that happens, we all know what happens when you click on a link, you know, it will uh, uh, start playing ads. So give me one second here, gentlemen, because, well, the headline is SCOTUS, Supreme Court of the United States, rules on domestic abuse gun laws. Okay. And they did, they ruled on that and they, they, they basically left them intact or enforced them or what have you. So give me one second while I, uh, Oh, while I find this uh, article a proper way, gentlemen, give me one second here. Uh, One second. Where is it? Here it is. Yeah. Here it is. Supreme Court rules on domestic abuse gun laws. Okay. Let me just start reading from the article because it would be a little bit easier to. Now, this is out of Rockford, Illinois. Victims of domestic violence in. Okay, hold on. Let me start over. Victims of domestic violence in. in the state line, I don't know what that means, can breathe a little easier knowing that thanks to a federal ruling, their perpetrators can lose their gun rights, their gun rights ownership or their gun ownership rights. Okay. The Supreme Court has upheld the wide reach for a U.S. gun ban on domestic violence abusers. Illinois is one of 34 states that already have a law in effect and blah, blah, blah about domestic violence and so forth. And see, this lawsuit was brought, and does it say here who it was brought by? Uh, uh, well, this article apparently does not, but uh, two people, two guys filed a lawsuit, you know, and they both had very minor domestic uh, abuse, whatever, convictions, you know, on their records, going back like I think a dozen years in one case, right? But yet, you know, they, he, they, that guy can never own a gun now. His, his, rights, his, his rights granted to him by God. His right to self-defense granted to him by God, the Supreme Court says, no, you know, and again, these were minor offenses, and even the, the court even recognized, and this isn't in this article, recognized that, yes, they, they weren't with, like, any kind of, you know, gratuitous violence or anything like that. Look, guys, you can get a domestic violence on your uh, record. You can be arrested for it and have that on there just by simply bumping into your wife during an argument. Did you just maybe... You just, I mean, just bumping into her. I mean, you, you kind of, you're walking around the table and you're kind of having an argument and you trip and you bump into her. She can call the cops and the cops come and boom, man, that's it. I mean, honestly, now that might be trying to oversimplify it or, 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 or try and diminish it. Uh, but that's just the truth. Okay. And so that, that ruling there, and when you put that in contrast with the other one about striking down abortion restrictions, I mean, does it make any sense to you? No, well, it doesn't make any sense to me. So, okay, let's move on. Now, there's something else interesting, guys, that I would like you to listen to. And now this is from Dave Ross, and this is, involves, uh, this, is, this is staying on topic with guns. 
So let me find it. And this is going to be some audio again. And it is about where it needs to be as well. This was pretty interesting. And again, now this guy in this uh, interview with Dave Ross, I mean, he's, he's not going to describe for you gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen out there, anything new. This has been around for a while. He, he kind of leaves uh, kind of a, a key part out, and he did. I don't know if he did it intentionally or not, but it, to me it's a key part, and I'll bring that up after we hear the audio. Uh, but let me just set it up for you. This, this technology or this, what this guy's talking about has been around for a long time, and what is that? Well, it's the ability, uh, ladies and gentlemen, guys, gals, to manufacture your own gun, so to speak. And, and more importantly, the controlled part of the firearm, which is generally the lower receiver, or at least the serialized number. Because let's be clear, uh, a gun, you know, for, for registration purposes or, okay, you know, that type of thing, you know, when, like when you go and they do the background check on the gun and, or on you and blah, 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 and you, you, you don't necessarily get the, red, the firearm registered. Now, some states you may have to. Washington, you, you do not have to register your gun. But at any rate, the, the serialized part of the gun, like, so oh, I have one handy. That's, where is it? It's over there. Uh, over there, sitting on my desk, is uh, my uh, Glock Model 20. It's a 10-millimeter Glock. And so the serial number part on that is the slide, the top of the slide, okay? Now, not the lower part. There's, uh, that wouldn't necessarily be, uh, and I'm not sure as far as the Glock goes, but my point is the serialized number. So, okay, I'm kind of getting off track there a little bit. But anyway, this technology has been out there. I don't know if you want to call it technology, but whatever you want to call it, it's been out there for quite some time where you can manufacture the gun on your own, and it has no serial numbers, okay? That's the point I'm trying to make here. And it's completely legal, okay? And now this guy, Dave Ross, he's becoming more of a jack wagon. I've said I like this commentary in the past, but he's disappointing me somewhat. Uh, hey, he's becoming more of a jack wagon. Yeah, this, this technology or this, you know, this, this procedure has been out there for some time now. So let's, without further ado, guys, let me just play this audio for you here. Shooting in Orlando had a number of effects on the rest of the world, and one of them is that a lot of people went and bought guns. And not only did they go out and buy guns, they bought a kit which allows them to make a gun similar to an AR-15. It's a tool that's sold by Defense Distributed, and Cody Wilson runs the shop in Austin, Texas, and we're talking to him now. Tell me about this um, tool that you offer, Cody. What does it do? It's what's called a CNC mill. It's actually pretty old technology. It's miniaturized, and we've made it as cheap as we possibly can. And basically, we've, we've built it with the application in mind that you can finish the pocket milling for receivers for rifles like this AR-15. Uh, you can do it really cheaply and efficiently. Now, the receiver is the part of the rifle that's actually regulated by the government? That's, that's the business part of the gun, right? That lower receiver is basically the AR under the law. Every other part doesn't have a serial number, isn't regulated the same way that part is. Okay, why would somebody want to make that part of the gun himself? Making that part is basically seen as a way of privately producing the AR-15 for yourself. You know, anytime someone talks about banning the, the AR at the national scene, there's always an uptick in interest in producing the AR for yourself so that you avoid the entire federal firearms network and uh, any implied threat of registration or future confiscation. So this is a way of producing a, a fully functioning AR-15 
without a serial number, and it's legal to do that? Uh, that's right, yeah. Basically, the, the, the demand here for most of our customers is, you know, to be able to produce an AR without a serial number, knowing that that AR can never be captured by the law at a future time. So the machine that I sell, the actual machine in and of itself, is not regulated. The software, at least for the time being, is considered very heavily regulated by the government. Literally, the whole point of contention in what I do isn't the machine and selling people the machine. That's like me selling you a hammer. You know, yeah, you can build something really evil with a hammer, but no one's going to try to stop you from buying a hammer, even if you're a terrorist. Right. It's, it's under the law. It's the same thing with this machine, because this is a, a general-purpose mill. But the software that the mill can run, the government is, is quite uneasy uh, about people having, the public, having access to that kind of software. The problem is the public has access to every kind of software, and there's no neat way to regulate, you know, who gets what type of software in the Internet age. But this is the, the kind of thing that terrorists would do, too, right? Uh, it's possible. I, I freely admit and even concede that this is the type of behavior that you would expect that people who have ulterior motives or you know, designs against the government might pursue. Certainly, like, bad actors are better facilitated by this type of behavior, but so is legal activity. And I stand on our principles and allow people to do it. Yeah. So do you have any idea what the people who buy your machine are going to use it for, or do you care? I do have a pretty strong idea. I mean, for the most part, it's actually just middle-aged white males, right? Uh, mostly in California. I, yeah. I would figure that, but doesn't it bother you that maybe, just maybe, somebody with a little uh, Al-Qaeda or ISIS sympathies lurking somewhere in his brain might be motivated to buy one of your things, and how would you feel if that happened? We do notice if someone has a traditionally Turkish or Muslim name and they, and they purchase, and we are actually required to do uh, debarred party screening, foreign nationals, and foreign asset control screening. So actually, if people are designated terrorists or under certain kinds of watch lists by BIS or State Department, we do screen. My main problem is when I hear uh, Adam Gadon say, hey, you can buy a gun at any gun show without a background. Okay, I'll, I'll continue on that. There's a little bit more. But look, guys, and I hope that, you know, this is coming out uh, over okay, it, it, according to Frank, it is, uh, because it's pretty good information. Look, guys, I mean, why, why? Is it, is it not a fair question to ask? Why do we not have this same kind of scrutiny when it comes to abortion? Why? We have all this hysteria every time something happens with a firearm, right? Every time. And we have all of this overreaction and all this hand-wringing and clamoring to get the guns from people. And we, this, that, and the other. And it's one thing on top of another with these punks. But yet, we can't have the same conversation. We can't have the same type of scrutiny. And we can't apply the same type of scrutiny to abortions. What do you, what do you think would be better? Or, or more, more to the point, where do you think this type of scrutiny would be better applied or, better put, to use, or put to better use? Talking about illegal activity, something, like I said before, that doesn't necessarily mean a death 100% of the time, right? People go out and buy guns every day, legally. And they're, they're, you know, it's not the wild, wild west here. It just isn't. But abortion means death 100% of the time. Yet we're not willing to have the same kind of scrutiny. We're not willing to have the same kind of reasoned reasoned common sense discussion when it comes to abortion no it's just you it's just like the woman said holding up the sign and i'm going to repeat it one more time because it needs to sink in this is how these people think jesus isn't a dick so keep him out of my vagina 
Are you kidding me? You understand? You see what I'm saying here? What a jack wagon. Let me uh, let this finish playing. We have a bit more time before the break because this is pretty interesting and I, I would like you guys to hear it. So here it is. Check. What are you waiting for? I figure somewhere in America, there's a group of bad guys little by little are assembling their arsenal. And one day they're going to appear on the scene and nobody's going to get out of there alive. That would be a bad thing. Do you see any way of stopping something like that? Well, under the modern interpretation of the Second Amendment, no. I, I don't see a way of preventing uh, right, a, a vague and ambiguous and undetermined class of people from getting access to something that, that normal free people in this country can get access to on their own. But a mature attitude about civil liberties is one that understands that uh, in order to enable people to have the widest swath of freedom possible, we have to tolerate that there are bad people who can take advantage of our liberties in the first place. You are saying in Wired, when the system breaks down, we you get to vote from the rooftops. We have the Second Amendment for when it's time to murder our you, government. you hear that? What does that mean? Oh, I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. I'm ideologically committed to the Republican ideal of the Second Amendment, which is one of the universal militia and the right to overthrow your government. The Second oh. Amendment is to enable oh. you to have rifles just like the AR-15 Absolutely. and the M-16, not anything less. Yeah, in other words, you, you think we ought to have access to full military weapons, including the bazookas, grenades. See how they have to do. I mean, you name it. That's my position. If a battalion rolls out with it in Fallujah, I think that it's something that the, the free people of the United States should have access to. It would be absolute chaos. Uh, I'd be fine with handing out bazookas, and we do. We hand them out to the, our troops. They know how to use them. They know when not to use them. But yeah, the idea of just letting anybody buy one, <laughs> I'm sorry, man. That's that's just flat out. That's just flat out crazy. I think you know the only the only rebuttal I guess I have is that there are over 300 million guns in this country. Five or six million of them are AR pattern rifles, and there are a number of even more, uh, let's say, uh, uh, scarier types of rifles. Okay, we're getting close to break. There's just a bit more. Look, if you guys would like me to send you the link to this, and it's you know it's this is basically a half an hour podcast of this. Well, the, the first half hour of this, this particular show. So there's some other things in there as well. And, you know, it's just a morning drive show is all it is. So but if you guys would like that, just email me. That would be the best thing to do. Because I'm not in the chat room at the moment. I'm back there now. Uh, okay. I'm just kind of looking at some things in the chat room. Okay. All right. Well, since we are uh, getting towards the break here, and I don't hear the music just yet, I will, uh, before I get into anything else, well, there it is, guys. Hey, look. Uh, listen to the music and uh, see if you can guess my theme for today. And we'll see you after the break, gentlemen.
that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971 when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Most people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices.
welcome back to the second hour of the Condition Critical Show. I'm your host, Jay Shanahan, and you are listening right here on the American Voice Radio Network. It is now 11 minutes. It just turned 11 minutes past the 3 o'clock hour. And for those of you that aren't aware, I'm out here in the state of Washington, so that puts me in the Pacific time coast. Again, 11 minutes past 3 o'clock hour. Still my live show for the 29th day of June 2016. What else? You're listening right here on the American Voice Radio Network. That means you can go to the AmericanVoiceRadio.com or AmericanVoiceRadio.com, which is the website for uh, this network. You can also visit my uh, visit my website, ConditionCriticalShow.com. I have a blog there. You should check it out. Uh, in the beginning, the first part of the show, I was talking about the, the uh, latest article that I uh, posted on my blog titled, We're Falling Off the Edge of the World. You should uh, check it out. What else? I forgot to mention, but I do want to move along here just administratively. I forgot to mention uh, today, so I'm doing it now, that uh, there's a couple of donate links. So I have a donate link on my website. If you go there and visit my blog and scroll down to the right, the bottom, you will see a donate link. There's uh, kind of an incentive if you donate to this uh, pro this uh, program. So just check it out. Uh, some 550 cord stuff, keychains, whatever crosses you. There's just check it out. I don't beg for money. Uh, anything, uh, whatever you think's fair, and whatever you do donate would help keep the lights on. More importantly, guys, donate to the American Voice Radio Network. So uh, go there now, American Voice Radio. Click that donate uh, link button, whatever it is and donate $5, and do that right now, please. Frank would appreciate it, and so would I. Okay. Well, let's just keep moving on. Again, a lot to cover, again, and I'm probably over-prepared. Uh, and now we're just going to, you know, it's maybe some less serious topics, if you will, or less seriousness in the talk of those topics, because I still want to keep on guns here uh, just for a, a minute here. So, let me, because we're going to have a conversation about race today, too, gentlemen. And uh, so first, we're going to I'm going to go through this. And then the conversation of, about race is probably going to take up the rest of my show this afternoon. But I just wanted to share this with you. OK. And this, again, just goes to the whole insanity, the whole complete irrational insanity about guns. You know, these people are not right in their head. These people are idiots. But it's even more than that, okay, because they have an agenda. They, and, you know, again, see, it would be one thing. I'm a fair guy. It would be one thing if they were just kind of scaredy cats, you know, or they were just kind of uninformed or half of a retard. And they are all of those things. But there's even more insidious than that. Okay, these people have an agenda, an insidious agenda about guns. Okay, and so that's important to understand. Because when it comes to this headline, it just proves it. Now, this is from Cairo 7. This is the uh, local, one of the local networks up there in Seattle. K-I-R-O 7. The headline is, City to Destroy Old Police Guns. Union, say not to, uh, Union says not so fast. That's kind of like the sub thing. Yeah, so I heard about this all oh, the day before yesterday. Uh, the city council, they were wondering what to do with, like, the, the question was asked, what happens to, like, old police guns like you know that when they get new firearms or whatever well see what typically happens guys and it happens all over the place those agencies sell those to local gun shops and so forth i mean i can go over here to the marksman i can go uh, downtown tacoma to surplus ammo and arms and they have a whole counter essentially right with several shelves okay you've been in a 
those of you who've been in a gun store, and they have like a whole section of uh, law enforcement trade-ins and so forth, and you get, and they're used, and, you know, but mostly it's just wear, like holster wear and so forth, you know, because generally speaking, I mean, they're not fired that much. I mean, oftentimes they're less used as far as actually firing the weapon itself than a personal handgun that you yourself would buy. I mean, because they take it, maybe go qualify at the range two or three times a year. And beyond that, I mean, you know, they're just they're just not that used, okay, as far as that goes. So that's typically what, what happens. I don't know if you guys knew that. I'm sure a lot of you did. And I'm not trying to talk down to anyone. But anyway, so, but then, see, the city of Seattle, with their homo mayor up there, and here's a picture of his disgusting face right there. Disgusting, disgusting, vile creature. Uh, what's his name? Ed... Ed Murray, I believe is his name. Anyway, that was the headline. Let me just go reinstate the headline, City to Destroy Old Police Guns. And then the union stepped in and, and said not so fast. So let me just start from the article. The Seattle Police Officers Guild has pointed out a major hitch in the city's plan to melt down officers' old guns and a fight against gun violence. The union's president, uh, Ron Smith, said the move, which is expected. Now, here's the thing, guys. Now, they voted on this yesterday, and it was unanimous. The Seattle City Council voted on this, right? And this guy, so casually, he was interviewed on the news, and he says, yeah, and it's, the, the, you know, the verbiage that they use, and I don't have it, uh, the verbiage that he used is, oh, it's going to be uh, about $30,000 a year in unrealized monies or something like that. So here's the thing. They're completely, now this is a city that is, just like any other city, is, they have major problems financially, major. The homeless problem in Seattle is probably tenfold what it is in any other city, maybe uh, with the exception of San Francisco. Okay, it's out of control bad. Out of control bad. And they keep talking about how they want to fix it, right? But they need money. But they need money. But yet they're going to they're gonna do this, and they're admitting that it's going to cost them 30000 But see, it's not costing them. Okay, it's costing taxpayers. Okay, so let's just, that's something that, you know, maybe people don't you know, quite get in their feeble brains. So they're so just... They're perfectly okay with it. Just what? What? Again, it's not because they're retards, and they are. And it's not just because they're kind of ill-informed, because they are. And it's not just because, you know, they're kind of scaredy cats, and they are. It's because they have an insidious agenda about firearms. And to them, if this is one way of getting rid of some firearms so somebody else doesn't have one because they hate them so much, because they're out of their mind whack jobs and possessed by lucifer satan the devil they will do it and they don't care what it costs us us they say them i say us because that's really who it's costing this thirty thousand dollars a year and with this uh what was his name oh i let me i gotta try and find the city councilman's name uh i thought i think it is burgess something burgess that uh i really want to find his name so i can report this correctly but his, 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 it was his, uh, the LCC Council Strong Support of Mayor Ed Murray, da, 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 old guns. I'm just kind of scrolling over the article. There you have it. Okay. Uh, that should have shot and killed the most violent city, whatever. And, you know, they try and use some rhetoric. You know, they try and try and justify this. And there's, there's no other way to justify it. I, I can't find the city councilman's name, but it doesn't matter because it was unanimous. So if you just look up Seattle City Council, they all voted for this. Uh, I don't know what you want to call it, uh, ordinance or whatever, you know, this measure. They all, it was unanimous, okay? And, of course, the mayor, he's all behind it, and he's a homo, and he's a vile, disgusting person. But there you go, guys. I just wanted to, and look, 
I mean, happening in a town near you, I'm sure. Same thing, going to happen in a town near you or has already happened. You know, I'm guessing that Seattle isn't on the freaking forefront here with this type of thing. But it just, again, proves, you know, it just, again, proves. And look, you know, it might not seem like that big of a deal, right? And I'm not going to try and make it like like a huge big deal, guys. But this isn't a good thing, okay? This is not a good thing. It just isn't. This is, this is how they, this is again, this is how they work. You know, this is why, this is why their agenda is insidious. You know, to them, they don't care how long it takes. I mean, they kind of do, but it's the whole two yards or three yards of the whole Big Ten football thing. Got a couple, two, three yards and a cloud of dust, man, and they'll rehuddle and they'll inch that ball forward. And they'll inch their insidious agenda forward by any insidious means necessary and the beauty of it is for them at least is that it doesn't cost them a freaking dime it doesn't cost them a dime so i can't believe that i don't hear i'm not hearing and i don't live in seattle so essentially it's really not necessarily going to impact me the thirty thousand dollars right but see but to me this is this is a, a, a a blatant flagrant assault on all of us as taxpayers. It just is. That's how I see it. And it can't be seen really any other way because we're not talking about something. We're not talking about used garbage cans, you know, that the city has. And when they get old, what do they do with them? Right. This is something different. Don't you see? This is something different guys. Okay. What? Okay. So now we're going to move on. Let's just move on because we have to have this conversation about race. Where do I start off with this? Well, uh, you heard me say before, now let's set up the conversation about race. As we all know, uh, Eric Holder, that scumbag, former dirtbag attorney general who was half of a black guy uh, himself, or who who wasn't even a full black guy himself, I should say. And a matter of fact, he was just half of a white guy. But anyway, you know, he bloviated about how we're a nation of cowards because we don't have, we know I had conversation about race when that's all they, that's, that's, all they talk about. Anytime they, there's an interview or something newsworthy and blah, 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 it doesn't take them long to get to racism about how racist people are. And I've said this to the stupid white people out there that always side with them. This is what I've, and, I, and I'm going to say, this is what I say. This is what I say to you stupid white people. And I'm going to reiterate it to you. At the end of the day, when you side with them, you have to understand one thing and one thing only. That at the end of the day, they only see you as another white person. That's Wow. And, and now, guess who just got taught a lesson? Now, I'm not, sure, I'm not so sure he learned anything. Okay. Justin Timberlake. Are we all um, uh, familiar with Justin Timberlake? He's a white dude. He was formerly in a band, like one of those boy bands. I can't think which one. Backstreet Boys, maybe, or uh, uh, I, I don't know. I think Backstreet Boys or New Kids on the Block or whatever. Anyway, and then he uh, got into acting. And hey, uh, I've seen some a couple of his movies. I, he's, I think he's a pretty decent actor, uh, but he's a half of a whack job, as they all are in Hollywood. So now, just give me a moment while I find this uh, live radio, as I like to say, and you know the way I categorize. Oh, I, the way I categorize my things aren't even really categorized. It's just they're it's saved in my email here, and I look at the headline. That's not it. So just give me one second. Uh, one second. Uh, that's not it. Here we go. 
please just bear with me here. Now, this is out of, I believe, okay, it's out of uh, the USA Today. I thought it was uh, from NPR, but it is not. Okay, guys, conversation about race, you know. Yeah, here we go. Now I'm just reading the headline. I'm a bit distracted. So, okay, here's there's a couple of headlines. There's the initial headline is why t- Twitter, you know, Twitter, that ridiculous social media platform that if you're using it, you should stop doing so. Okay, why Twitter destroyed Justin Timberlake? And then below that it says, Just, Justin Timberlake talked about race and then immediately regretted it. See, because here's the thing. Now, here's the thing. You know, Eric Holder, you know, commanded us essentially to have a conversation about race. But anytime white people try and do it, uh, you can't do that because that's racist. So what is it? We can either talk about it or we can't. Well, see, they don't want to have a conversation because in order to have a conversation, two people have to be conversing. That's not how it goes, though. What we have right now are the blacks. Okay, that's what we have right now. I'll just focus on them and the Mexicans if you want. So we have the blacks and the browns basically shouting at white people, you know, demanding us to do this and to do that and, and, and blaming us for everything. Did you know? Did you know? This is—it's just unbelievable. I'll get into that in a second. Uh, I was going to bring something else up, but yeah, they don't want us to really have that conversation now. So what happened? Okay, we, we had these BET awards, right? Black Entertainment Television. See, they get their own awards. You know, it's—it's it's not enough that they have their own awards. They also want the uh, Oscars right, uh, to be diversified. And I'm going to get into that in this conversation. It might have to be in the second hour. Oh, yeah, the Oscars just came out and said that their new field of recruits or nominees, if you will, is way more diverse and they've blah, blah, blah. I'm thinking, uh, you know, in a couple of years, uh, it's going to just be another version of the Black Entertainment uh, Television Network Awards. Because, see, that's my point. They don't want white people to, to get any recognition. They just want us to shut up and give them things. Okay, so... What was the lesson that was taught to uh, Justin Timberlake? Well, what did he say? He went on Twitter. Let me see here. Wow, I can't believe Justin Timberlake said that. Can you? Okay, I'm just reading some of the Twitter things here. What did he say? I'm trying to get to what he said here. Yeah, here's what he said. Let me just start to read the first paragraph. Uh, this is now again from uh, about Justin Timberlake, and this is out of the USA Today. He just doesn't get it. That's what uh, Twitter tra- uh, chanted. Like many of us, Justin Timberlake was moved by Jesse Williams' acceptance speech at the BET Awards on Sunday, this past Sunday, where he talked about racism and cultural appropriation, whatever the heck that is. Oh, or they're saying it here in parentheses. That's when white people cherry-pick trends in black culture without paying respect to the trendsetters. Hmm, okay. So he took the natural next step, and this is what Justin Timberlake tweeted. He said he was, he said he was inspired which was super, they're saying. But then he said this, and this is what they're getting him for. We're all the same. You know, that's what he said, basically. We're all the same. That's what he said in his Twitter feed. We're all the same. And apparently, uh, that be racist. See, apparently you can't say something like that. See? See? (laughs) So which is it? We're either all the same, but see, you know, this is another mantra of mine, and I believe I made it up. I just think I did, and, uh, you know, that is we're all the same until we're not. And he just found that out. He's found out that he was taught a couple of lessons here. But my guess is Justin Timberlake is not going to learn these lessons. He's, done, he's not going to get it. He learned a couple of things that were not all the same. Okay, that's, a, that's apparent. And they don't want us to be. Okay. Oh, well, except when it's convenient. 
And he also learned, wow, he should be thinking about this. He should somewhere right now be pondering, wow, what just happened there? What just happened there? You know, ask that question, Justin, to yourself. What just happened there? And then answer it. And if you can, I will. That's because they only see you as a white guy, dude. That's why. That's why. It doesn't matter what you say. You can try and appease them and suck up to them and brown nose them all you want. The only thing they see in you at the end of the day is that you're just another white guy. So you need to freaking wake the hell up, Justin Timberlake, because you just got taught a pretty, pretty freaking hard lesson right there. Stop trying to appease these people. Stop trying to get on the good side. And this Jesse Williams that had this such a moving speech, he's half of a freaking black guy himself. But oh, how convenient that he gets, he, you know, he gets to classify himself as an African-American. I mean, look, if it didn't, if it didn't matter, if race really didn't matter, well, then why, don't, why not uh, uh, identify as a white guy? Oh, because that wouldn't be convenient. That's why. That's why. So, yeah, Justin Timberlake, you know, I hope you get it, buddy. But, you know, I'm guessing that you're not going to get it because you're an idiot and you're a retard. Can you be both? I know that's kind of I have a I have a you know, if my if my speech coach is listening out there, I have a tendency to be verbose. And so, you know, I think I was just verbose there when I said you're an idiot and a retard. So anyway, I like to do that sometimes for emphasis, though. I see we're catching up to the break here. Let me see. Yeah, this will be the last music break of the afternoon. So with these two songs, given the other four songs, there was a kind of a theme. And if you guys don't guess it, you know, I'm not going to leave you hanging or by a thread or anything like that. I'll, I'll kind of mention or describe kind of, you know, what my theme was with my music today. It's just kind of a cool thing because uh, I'm kind of kooky that way. So when we get back from the break, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to continue uh, to have this conversation about race because look man it's important okay so i will see you after the break enjoy the music
beginning of the United States, kings have sought it. Nations have fought for it. It has been traded, borrowed, purchased, and stolen. There is a reason for it. To secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, invest with the security of gold and silver. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Listen to Financial Survival with your host, Melody Cedarstrom, on American Voice Radio Network and Shortwave Radio. Visit DiscountGoldAndSilverTrading.net or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. For the very best in gold and silver trading, call toll-free 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Call now. Countries have denied Internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free-to-air satellite system from AVR. The AVR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75-centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for one four. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System. that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific.
guys. Welcome back to the last portion of the Condition Critical Show. I'm your host, Jay Shanahan. You're listening right here on the American Voice Radio Network. We are live. It is still Wednesday, the 29th day of June 2016. It's 40 minutes past the hour. Yeah, yeah, I know. Said I wasn't going to fade any of my songs out, but uh, I think it's okay to fade out the last one. It was nearly towards the end anyway. Okay, so the theme for today with my music, gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, was uh, pairs, kind of, like two of a kind. You know, your first, what was the first music? Whiskey, rock and roller, and whiskey, man. So you had kind of whiskey, a booze type of theme. Uh, then you had Shoot to Thrill, uh, ACDC, along with Shoot, Shoot from UFO, with the great Michael Shanker on lead guitar. That was kind of a gun theme, you know. No, not necessarily any pun there with that, but just nevertheless. They had a kind of a gun or shooting kind of theme. Oh, what else did we have? Uh, geez, uh, as my, uh, let's see, my music, like I say, the last two were, uh, uh, you know, Life in the Fast Lane and Can't Drive 55. So they had to do with like cars and, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, hmm. Now, why do I can't, why can't I place the other two? What were the other two? Uh, that's odd. Anyway. Sometimes I don't even remember the music I picked. Anyway, that was my theme pair. So, okay, let's just move on. Well, we have to, you know, uh, finish with this, uh, this show out with uh, continuing about the conversation, uh, you know, about race. Because that's what Eric Holder told us to do. I mentioned Justin Timberlake, uh, and I referenced in there that uh, he commented, you know, on uh, Jesse, is that his name? Yeah, Jesse Williams' speech at the BET Awards. Now, see, they don't even get their own irony. Uh Whiskey, yes. Whiskey, rock and roller, yes, yes. Whiskey was a theme. Shoot, shoot was a theme. Uh, cars was a theme. Ah, oh, what was my other theme, Frank? I'll wait for you to maybe you remember. Let me continue on. Uh, yeah, da, 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 that's it. Yep, okay, I'm seeing. So, okay, uh, I'm just checking Yahoo Messenger. Cars, shooting, and whiskey. There it is, okay. Okay, back. Jesse Williams, yes. See, I... What I was going to say is they don't even get there, you know, because that's all they talk about. That's all they talk about. And it's, and it's one thing to, just, to talk about race, right? But that's, they talk about racism because everything, everything to them is racism and racist. Everything. Everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Drunk driving with a gun. Yep. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's a good one. Actually, I thought of that too, but okay. Yeah, everything to them is racism. You know, that'd be racist, everything, you know? Uh, and so, you know, that's, again, you're just going back briefly. I mean, that's Justin Timberlake just figured that out. It doesn't matter what you say. You know, you could, you know, you're just trying to, you know, he was just trying to, you know, he was just trying to agree with the guy. And, you know, he actually agrees with the guy. And he's like, yeah, man, but see, that'd be racist. You can't do that. It doesn't matter what you say, Justin. It doesn't matter what you say. Anything that you say, anything that you do is going to be racist to them. But what they don't see, they obviously don't see it. Or maybe they do. Uh, But I don't think they do. What am I talking about? Look, BET, that's the network. They have their own network, Black Entertainment Television. I mean, the name itself is inherently racist. Black entertainment television? What? Does that mean if a white guy were to watch it? And don't ask me why a white person 
anywhere on the face of God's green earth would want to watch the BET network, but let's just say the one was, you know, stupid enough and, and did, uh, what, just because he's white, he's not going to be entertained? Well, you're not, because we're different culturally, see? We're not the same. So Justin Timberlake, you're an idiot, uh, and black people, you're idiots too, uh, because, and look, it's okay to be yourself. I don't mind. You have a black entertainment television, fine, you know? But you, they don't. But nobody seems to see, uh, uh, understand, or, or recognize how inherently racist that is. Because look, and it, you know, this is not a weak argument. It's redundant, yes, but it's not a weak argument to say or to ask the question. You know, what do you think would happen if there was a white entertainment television? It, it is not a ridiculous thing to to say. In fact, people should say it more often, because of course that wouldn't just wouldn't fly. It just wouldn't fly. And any network that, tr- that tried to, to do that, you know, let's just say NBC or something picked up, they're going to have like a white entertainment uh, on, like a just, you know, specifically. Uh, the producer would be fired. Uh, corporations would boycott. They, they would bankrupt people and may even put somebody in jail, I guarantee. Then the Justice Department would get involved and on and on and on. Okay, this Jesse Williams. Uh, I guess he's an actor. He's a half of a black guy. Did I mention that? Let me just start off because this is from this is a different article. This is about this uh, this 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 freaking wing nut. On Sunday, Jesse Williams took the stage at the BET Awards to accept the honor for Humanitarian of the Year. What? What? Okay, whatever. But the award was not for him. As the former public school teacher, as the former public school teacher, Grey's Anatomy breakout and Advancement Project board member explained in his politically charged speech. So I didn't know those things about him. Okay, so he was a former public school teacher. That should say it all. And I, I'm familiar with Grey's Anatomy. It's some kind of a TV show. And let's see, a breakout. Uh, Brad, Grey's Anatomy, an Advancement Project board member, whatever. So he's some kind of a producer, too, uh, it appears. Okay, and this is a quote from him. This is for the real organizers all over the country, the activists, the civil rights attorneys, the struggling parents, the families, the teachers of students that are realizing that a system built to divide and impoverish and destroy us cannot stand if we do, said Williams, who linked arms with Ferguson activists in the wake of Michael Brown's death in the fall of 2014 and executive produced Stay Woke, a documentary, documentary, documentary which traced the evolution of the Black Lives Matter movement, also known as the We Hate White People rioters, and that also debuted on uh, BET, the Black Entertainment Television Network there, gentlemen, ladies, in May. Williams then paid homage to the unsung heroes, and this is kind of small, so let me pull this up, unsung heroes in the crusade against systematic racism. See, because everything... Everything is racist to these jack wagons. Everything is racist to these jack wagons. Uh, the Oscars, there even though there's you know, what there's black people. I see black people there, but whatever. Okay, just because they didn't win, just because uh, just because some African American didn't win, well, that be racist. Everything <laughs> racist to them. These guys, unbelievable. Okay, let me start over. Wayne's then paid homage to the unsung heroes in the crusade against systematic racism. The black women who have their lifetimes dedicated to nurturing everyone before themselves. Really? Everyone? That's what he said. Black women who have spent their lifetimes dedicated to nurturing everyone before themselves. 
we can and will do better for you, he said. So well, I wasn't aware that there was any black woman out there that had neutered me. Okay, there. Dummy. Nice try, though. Williams then, let's say I said, okay, the honoree went on to call for more effective policing while decrying the extrajudicial killing of black people. Oh, really? The extra, uh, what? Say, huh, what? Yeah, I guess they don't look at the statistics uh, clearly enough, right? Okay, but see, that would be racist when you point out that it's quite the opposite, that uh, white people suffer at the hands of blacks far more, well, disproportionately, period, that's it. And you can go to any data bank you want. You can go to any statistical bank, you know, that you want, and the numbers will always come up disproportionate that white people suffer at the hands of blacks way, again, disproportionately. Okay, there, jack wagon, okay? Hey, look, you know, I bet you, well, I'm sure you've known because it's kind of made news, you know, because they wanted to make news. There was, a, a, there was some kind of, now they're labeling it a skinhead, uh, what do you call it, uh, like protest or something down in San Francisco. Let me, let me just go to that right now. Uh, this happened here a couple of days ago. And they're calling them white supremacists and what all. Let me just find it here for you guys. Is that, da, 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 there was that. Hold on. Narrative. Uh, hold on. Let me. That, that. There's that. Here we go. Amid violence. Amid violence. That white nationalist rally in Sacramento. At least ten hospitalized. Now. Now see. Imagine. Now see. Here's what happened. Here's what happened. Uh, there's this, there's these people down there and they're labeling them as neo-Nazis because that's what they have to do. And they have to call them either white supremacists or white nationalists. They have to do that. They have to, that's, that's how they, that's how they scarlet letter us. Okay. And we do allow it to happen far too often. I'll just start reading from the article a little bit. A planned white nationalist rally unraveled into violence in Sacramento as counter demonstrators clashed with the gathering with the gathering just outside the California Capitol. At least 10 victims have been hospitalized with what the Sacramento Fire Department characterized as critical trauma stab wounds. Look, you had a bunch of black people, okay? That's what you had uh, that, that were dressed up, you know, uh, gangster style, and they freaking assaulted these people, okay? But no screams of racism there. Of No, 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 no. No screams of racism there, and no clamoring for the Justice Department to get involved in, and investigate these as hate crimes. You know, these people were, were peacefully uh, demonstrating. They were uh, exercising their First Amendment rights, and they were attacked. Some of these people may even end up dying. Their injuries are categorized. They're described as critical trauma stab wounds. But you hear no mention of uh, hate crime here, nothing to see here, run right along. So, you know, Jesse Williams, you know, let's just call things what they are. You know, you, know, you, you, you produce this documentary, Stay Woke you know, whatever, because you don't know how to speak English, you know, so even the title of your documentary is in Ebonics, right? And, 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 and it's about the Black Lives Matter movement, is that's what you want to call it. When it can only be described in one way or maybe two ways. Not Black Lives Matter. How about we hate white people or only Black Lives Matter? And look, I'm perfectly, again, okay with them having their little Black Lives freaking matter, you know, movement, you know, but it, it, you know, in order for us to have this, again, this conversation about race, things have to start going both ways. Okay. And look, they're never going to change. They aren't going to change. Who do I mean? The blacks. They're not going to change. 
They're just not going to change. They're not fair-minded people. These are people that see racism around every corner and in every nook and cranny. That's it, period. And if there isn't any there, they'll make some up. It's the white people that need to freaking wake up and smell the coffee and stop catering to these freaking niggers. Oops. You understand me? Do you hear where I'm coming from? Well, in the closing moments of my show today, I was had a few other things I wanted to talk about. Uh, you know, did you see where uh, the Supreme Court also threw out the uh, corruption conviction of the former governor of Virginia because he was a Democrat? I mean, look, they would have done it if he was a Republican, too. Uh, apparently, you know, our government officials and, you know, our public servants can just do anything that they want, you know, and just get away with it. But see, you try it. You know, you try getting one of your convictions tossed out. You know, when you do something corrupt, ain't going to happen. I'm not really going to talk about that right now, but I just want to know if you saw. I'm just setting it up. I'll talk about that tomorrow because I do want to end my show with the conversation about race. I want to close it out. Uh, we need to we need to wake up, guys, in this country. We, we, we need to wake up. We have We have so many problems in this country, and they are easily fixable. They really are. And there's one way to fix our problems, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, there we go. I'm just checking. Yeah. Yeah, crackos are very nutrient. Hey, you fail. Sure. Need some crack? You know? All she, you know, all you have to do there, son or daughter, is suckle on my, you know, my breast here, and you can have all the crack you want. And how nice. Where was I going? We need to wake up, guys. You know, I don't, I, I, I look, it's just that, you know, this isn't an opinion, what I'm about to say. It's not an opinion because it's fact. Okay. The fact is, we need to embrace God. We need to get back to God. We need to get our morality back. We, have, we, have, we, we are a completely immoral. We are so, so mentally and morally bankrupt in this country that it isn't even funny. And it's not. It's not. And it's gotten beyond that even. It's way worse than that. I mean, it's way, if it, you know, it's way worse. It's disgusting and it's vile and it turns my stomach. It's all those things. I mean, the theme for my website is... Uh, you know, I'd have to go to it right now. I don't know why I just always forget it kind of off the top of my head. Uh, let me just uh, just pull it up here so I say it right. If you're not sickened, you're not healthy. If you hear the lawnmowers in the background, I apologize. Uh, it's hard to go out in everyday society, guys. You know, I, I, this is one of the things I thought about going for my walk yesterday. I mean, it's like I said to myself, it's no wonder I'm a recluse. You know, I, I can't stand to be out amongst the general population because... Because people are just, they have, there's no inhibition anymore. People are, people, we're just a bunch of degenerates, man. And people with just the, the, the vulgarity and the obscenity that goes on in society is so gratuitous. You know, I mean, look, this whole homo stuff that's been going on and you had all these gay pride parades and it's so bizarre. It's so, I, I, I just, I can't fathom, I, I can't figure it out. What the hell? I'm like, what's going on? Dear God, beam me up something. I mean, you got this building up in Seattle downtown, right? Well, it's a little bit north of downtown, but you get right along the freeway. And so as you're driving down I-5, uh, driving along I-5, whichever way you go, let's say you're coming southbound on I-5, just before you go underneath the convention center, and people who live in the area know what I'm talking about, there's a building, and it's some kind of cancer. It's like the Seattle Cancer Care Alliance office building or whatever, okay? And it's been other things in the past, but I think that's what it is now. And they had this huge banner, huge freaking banner, and I forget what it said. 
but it was the rainbow thing and about pride today, pride every day. And I mean, they're, they're, you know, we have corporations out there. We have small and large corporations out there, celebrities out there, you name it, the presidents of the United States, the president of the United States, promoting degeneracy. And it's just unbelievable. And then we wonder, and then we wonder, well, I don't wonder. I mean, I'm fully aware of why we are where we are. And that's because we've turned our back on God. And he's not a happy camper. But you know what? God's going to be okay. Okay, it's us that have to worry. God's going to be okay. Jesus Christ, he's okay. He's okay. He would like to be able to save all of us. But I think at the end of the day, and I don't want to speak for the man, but I think at the end of the day he realizes, man, I, well, uh, maybe that's why there's that thing called the lake of fire. I mean, they, God didn't you know, invent or, or create uh, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said invent, create. God didn't invent the, the lake of fire for nothing. It ain't there for, uh, what, uh, window dressing, man. It's there for a reason. And you know what? That should scare people, but it doesn't. That doesn't, that proves how stupid people are. Anybody that's not afraid of getting burned, I mean, to death, uh, is, a, is an idiot and a moron and a retard. Okay. Well, we're nearly to the end of the show. One last thing here. Then look, and this is just, look, man, the whole Hillary Clinton, the Benghazi and all that, you know, the, the Republicans just came out with another report. You know, of course, she's to blame. Of course, Obama's to blame. But see, the Democrats came out with another, their own report. And this, I heard this yesterday. Listen to this, guys. The Democrats came out with their own report on Benghazi, vindicating Hillary, the scumbag Clinton, right? But guess who they mentioned in that art in that report, which was, I think, 330 pages. Now, I don't have the figures exactly. But it was about 330 pages, right? Guess who was mentioned in that? With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.